Did you guys ask me how I'm feeling? Because I'm feeling very beige on beige on beige. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been waiting all week to say that. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I think you mean Robert De Niro. <laughs> we write for <laughs> Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. You've adopted a new moniker, Danae? Forget about it. <laughs> so great. You probably don't even know what that's from. No, I just know that my Discord peeps really wanted to hear me say it, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> that's a fun little game. Like, when you have people, like, you know, that's like, hey, do this on the show, and then we'll I know you say, I, I used to do that uh, when I was in radio. I had a friend who would email me a different word I had to use during the show at some point oh. every single day. And Ooh, find a way to use the word oscillate. Well, you in know. this podcast episode, <laughs> it's one of those things that works better when it's not known that you're trying to use it, and then oh, it, oh, you oh. feel special. Forget that for I sure. said that, no, 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 and no. then find a way to do it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Do you re- do you really not know what "forget about it's from" though? Uh it's probably some movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mean, I always think of is Donnie Brasco what you go to, Aaron, yes. or is it something else? Yeah, Donnie Brasco is where I would I would go to. Yeah. I did have but to I'm, look I'm up how to spell it. I'm assuming that was actually from something else, but I don't forget know. Forget about it. I did, I did actually look up the spelling for forget about it for Sopranos. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Hey, we're going to talk about that one today. I know. That's why I can actually say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is everybody? Danae, you were away for a little bit. You yeah. actually left and I went did. somewhere and didn't do the podcast. Did, yeah. did we do okay? Did you listen? Did you just vacate and so you didn't listen, which is totally fine. I get that. It took me way longer than I thought. I was I thought that once the um it went out to the patrons, like that mm-hmm. I would be able to listen to it, but it took me until yesterday to actually ah. finish it. Yeah. And you just skip to the end and listen to yourself. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That was it. Where's my part? No, I listened to the entire thing. Yeah, how'd you feel? It it was good. It's good to have Barrett on to get into dig into MFB a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I liked that uh, we talked about um, the editors a little bit, and maybe yes. even having a few on the show at some point in time. That was exciting to me. Uh, I really enjoyed that you totally did the critical role, Matt Mercer call out. <laughs> yeah, that I had made to. me feel special. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. Yeah, I had no clue what he was talking about. Uh, the expletive curse string about the dog reminded me of our staff meeting that yes. we had. Which his on the podcast was G-rated compared, compared. to the expletives. <laughs> it was one of the most impressive, just, yeah. I don't know. No he, one speaks blue like Barrett. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So that was fun. No, it was great. You guys did a great job. I definitely missed. I, I, so I recorded my bit on Sunday and I'd only been at the resort for like a day and a half at that point in time. I don't know if anybody cares about this, but can I just say your microphone is amazing okay i know it said the same thing yeah right like it's so it's now the i'd have to figure out how to the pee popping part was the only part that was bugging me just get like a a cut like a protector and it has one but i but you can actually go in and you can change the settings in the microphone 
Um, and I, I got some love for that on Twitter, actually, too. Uh, some uh, like, let me make, let me see if I can find it. Well, name. I know you mentioned the microphone on the show, like yeah. one of the first weeks. So, I mean, it's it's something we talked about. But it, it that's a really incredible little mic. That's a sure mic, right? It's a sure mic. It's wow. like the MV. I, th- I want to say is this is from memory. MV88 Media. We need kit? to call them, have them sponsor us or something. I was just gonna say <laughs> it's like two hundred fifty bucks. This week brought to you. Yeah. So. That was pretty, pretty impressive. Anyways, I interrupted to say that. I apologize. No, Continue with what I'm you were saying. I'm super glad for the feedback because it, for me, like you're recording it and I couldn't quite tell. Then you're sending it in like nervous. But Jay Serene on uh, Twitter messaged me. And he was like an audio engineer. Ah. I mean, he, he said he liked it, too. So I was like, whoa, all the <laughs> people like it. His ears do special things. <laughs> he should know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad it. I'm glad that the little audio worked out. I was just able to record that yeah. from... I was actually sitting on the bed. I wasn't even in an enclosed space at the time. Well, it was a perfect week to have him on, not just because of music from behind and music video sins, but also because the three of us worked on the It miniseries together. That. And so it was... Yeah, it just worked out really nice. So. I also loved hearing you guys talk about your experiences with It, even though I'm not did, somebody did, who would listen to it. Did you listen it. to us talk about It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. So it was fun to hear, you know, John. Jonathan, you're talking about what you know about it, and then like you guys, I guess, have had many conversations about it, and this was just another place to have another conversation <laughs> about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and then I ended up being on the mini pod, which that was not at that at that time. I was not planning on doing that. Oh, okay. But it just worked out. Yeah. If you if you like since universe uh, personalities, there were plenty of opportunities to hear <laughs> all of us several times talk about that movie, whether it be. <laughs> You know, here or Sif Pop or the Sincast or the Sincast Mini Pod. Yeah, and it sounds like there's lots of fun pods that are popping too because Barrett talked about his new podcast. Yeah, and then which the... is great. Have you guys had a chance? To I haven't to had a chance to listen. Sorry, yet. I put you on the spot. No, no, like no, that's that. fine. I have listened to it. <laughs> All right, let's no, give Jonathan really good. a gold star. Um, <laughs> Mike Hester is one of my my one of my oldest friends, so it's just I'm just glad he's getting to do something, and him and Barrett together are perfect. So that's it's awesome. Good stuff. 50-50. Uh, so did you guys ask me how I'm feeling? Because I'm feeling very beige on beige on beige. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been waiting all week to say that. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. That was mine. <laughs> let's jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit the inside scoop. What's he building in there? Uh, I've got a I've got a Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. All right, we're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sinning them, uh, how we felt about the uh, object of sin in general. Um, and we've kind of rearranged this today. If you listen to the podcast, you know this. We're going to go in a more logical order as opposed to chronological. Thank God. So uh, this, this show should... has been triggering me for weeks. <laughs> well, now that there are two TV <laughs> sins and eventually we'll be back to two cinema sins and there are two music. But you know what I mean? It just makes sense to kind of go through the channels. So we'll kick it off with TV sins. Uh, the beginning of last week was The Sopranos. This was a Hughes Watkins script. Uh, it was interesting when I sent out the the prep sheet for this. I did not write on this. I shadowed oh. on this. So it was interesting when I sent out the prep sheet to you guys. I had these all wrong because I was in that same mindset of mm-hmm. we all work on all of them, right? You know, kind of thing. I thought you wrote on this one, too. I, I just shadowed on it. I okay. had a couple sins that I threw in there. Right. Like, you'll do that when you're a shadow. I think we, we've talked about this a little bit last week. But it's one of those things where this is a new experience for me, <gasps> shadowing. And, and Wait. Is this so? This is our first one to do together. Yeah, this is you and Jonathan's first uh, script together. I'm so. sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't remember, Jonathan. Please, <laughs> please don't take this as me not caring about you. <laughs> 
Or... Yeah, because I, I, I totally remember. <laughs> oh, no. We all remember our first time, Danae. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> Except for Danae. Uh, so, anyhow, I'll let you guys take the uh, the heavy lifting on this, but I think we can talk about the show first. Is anybody a big Sopranos fan? Because I actually never watched it. This was my first experience with um, Sopranos. This is actually, oddly enough, we're doing, um, actually, we're doing probably three shows in September that I watched, I've watched basically every episode because my wife liked it. Oh, okay. Not that I didn't like these shows at all, but like, I definitely wasn't on the same level with other people. And the Sopranos is one of those. I, I, there's really, really good acting on this show. I mean, if you're going to get a lot out of it from a performance standpoint, there's a lot of good drama at times and there's suspense sometimes, you know, especially in the later seasons, you're not really sure if certain characters are going to make it and so on and so forth. But I just never really connected to it. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I've seen every episode. I, I think that's what I was thinking as well when I was trying to reflect on my thoughts once I watched it. Mm-hmm. Was what's my desire to go back in? And maybe mm-hmm. at the time, it was actually one of the sins was the whole like um, therapy for mobsters or mm-hmm. therapy for yeah. like there dangerous was definitely people. A, mob, a mob therapy moment there right and so i wonder if maybe that would have been the draw at the time when it came out to watch it because it's such an interesting perspective to hear a mobster be instead of be this villain person or just this mm-hmm. you know archetype or whatever to to give him a human personality right, find the humanity in it yeah so maybe that would have been the draw but for me i found myself trying to figure out what my motivation would be to watch it now like today mm-hmm. Okay, so. so you you did not you you did not watch the show. No, I've never seen it. So, but you wrote the sin about everything that happens, right? Yes, I did. Um, because I went into multiple rabbit trails of trying to gotcha. figure out what happened to characters. Really similar, actually, to Sons of Anarchy in a way, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once you start kind of looking into it, where this is the twentieth year, like re, re, uh, not reunion um, anniversary. And, thank you. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of resurgence of interest in Sopranos right now from blog posts and just yep. hardcore fans who there's are. a new book that recently came out about it too that seems really interesting. Yeah, well, and we're, we're and we're getting a, a movie, uh, Gandalf right. Son. Oh, yeah, they're, they're doing a prequel. Actually, going to be in the movie. Whoa, that's interesting. So, and then there was speaking a, of which, James Gandolfini, R.I.P. Yeah, truly great actor. Did not know that he had passed until yeah. I watched some special on YouTube where it was the twenty-year mm-hmm. uh, reunion. It actually was a reunion, mm-hmm. and they brought the different uh, actors and actresses. And let me tell you, sometimes when you watch these, you realize how much time has passed. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, wait a second, you've aged. Like Christopher's gray. Why is he gray? You know, things <laughs> yeah. like that. He looks so young over here, but now he's like this graying yeah. old dude or whatever yeah so um and then he, but you know tony soprano wasn't there and somebody said you know let's say r.i.p to the big guy and that's when i realized he he passed away so then i went and looked at, but anyway to answer your or to to the point that you were saying mm-hmm. i did a lot of looking into just these different characters and what happens with them um as you know i like to read about that kind of stuff so it's, that allowed me to write that it's that been joke. one of my uh the most interesting parts about having you write 
is the type of research you do on these shows. Like you, you because you are genuinely interested <laughs> in the story. Person. You're a character person, yeah. and so you're genuinely interested in what happens to these characters in a way that just it wouldn't strike me to do that level of research into the future. Yeah, partly because we've kind of set ourselves a place where we don't have to. Like y'all, we, I probably shouldn't. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> no, but it's good, especially on ones that maybe we we haven't watched because there will be some that none of the three of us have really watched mm-hmm. any of it. And I and I want to say too, to me, I, I feel like I want to do the fans a service exactly. because I yeah. I read the comments about the passionate people who love these shows and I don't want to do something that's a disservice to them. And I'll talk about one of my mistakes that I made in my research here in yeah. just a little bit when we get to the comment section. But yeah, I, I, I had a good time watching it and I totally agree with you that some really great acting and I, I love the character uh, work a lot and learned a lot of interesting things as I researched the show. Like, for example, that the therapist was originally going to be the, the wife, Tony's wife. But she had played characters like that before, and so they wanted her to, or she she herself wanted to do something more challenging, and she felt like a powerful therapist woman was a more of a challenging uh, position to to play, and so she played the therapist. And she got a chance to hook up with Tony anyway later in the show, apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, she I don't, did? you know, th- I I did mention actually, that. I don't, I don't remember did. if they actually. Hooked uh, yeah, up. I don't know if they did. I think they flirted with I just, it. There was a sin about it. Yeah, I think yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, one. they definitely they definitely explore that, but. It was a very clever show in a lot of ways. I mean, David Chase is a pretty clever dude. But Lorraine Bracco played the therapist. And in real life, she's married to the director, Peter Bogdanovich, or she was. I don't know if she still is. And uh, on the show, he played her therapist. That's interesting. I always thought that was kind of fun. That is kind of fun. I like when shows, I like when, you know, shows and movies do little things like that. That always, uh, at least it intrigues me for some reason. Sopranos is high on my list of shame when it comes to TV. Uh, it is definitely a groundbreaking show uh, that ushered in, in a lot of ways, kind of the peak TV era. Uh, and I just never got around to watching it. It feels like so much to chew into. Like, I just, uh, there's not a part of me that's like, I want to spend the next three months of my life, you know, working my way through The Sopranos. And if I'm going to be honest, watching the pilot didn't change that. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it was yeah. one of those things where it was, I get it. I totally get why people love this show if you watched it in the moment. I'm just not excited. I, I don't think I ever will. I think I will I will pass from this world having never seen now, another episode of Sopranos. Based on some of these we've covered, this is a little bit less of an endeavor. I mean, it's it's 86 episodes, which is not nothing, but... It feels like a lot. It's a lot less than Family Guy, for instance. <laughs> well, well, that's it's, true. It's different when... Yeah, the difference is the, the dark aspect yes. of, of the show because you're talking about... You know, I don't know. For Crime me, and murder I'm, it's and, similar yeah. to the Sons of Anarchy. You're reading these things going, oh, terrible, horrible things happen. There was a blog I read where it was the top 10 moments uh, of the show. And several of them that were... Sopranos or Sons of Anarchy? Uh, uh, Sopranos. Yeah. And several of them were referencing that it, the murders that were happening... I think there was one where Tony Tony kills someone with his bare hands, like he chokes him to mm-hmm. death or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just watching that kind of heart is the word harbored correct? The kind of brought in a new research or a new kind of type of show that started to kind of mm-hmm. become more acceptable after this. So Sopranos, in a way, was just a really interesting show to have because it yeah, it's it, definitely uh, it was of a its new era. Yeah, and I do like I do like shows where it, it, it shows like this where there are people dying and stuff. I do like it when when you you don't know you no one's safe basically. Yeah, it felt very Games of Thrones. And I find that very Game of from Thrones. a storytelling standpoint, 
that's a lot more interesting to me because like, you know, like for instance, I, I've joked about this before, but Star Trek Voyager, like every cliffhanger, it seemed like was Captain Janeway about to die. And it's like, you're not killing Captain Janeway. <laughs> right. There's no tension. Had, but like, yeah. Jim- so like on the Sopranos, who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they killed off so many people. I mean, you just, you just never knew. I mean, you were pretty sure Tony was going to make it at least till the end, but. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. My wife and I uh, always had a joke uh, back in the day when we would watch Alias every week, which I love mm-hmm. Alias. Alias is a great show. Oh, it's amazing. But every single week, we would look at each other after the final beat of the show and go, oh, no, Sydney's in peril. <laughs> <laughs> Will she make it? We don't know. Uh, let's talk about the video a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I really dug it. I think you guys put together a really great script. Yeah, I was uh, proud of this one. It's a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things that was observed, I always like it when something's observed that I wouldn't necessarily pick up on that is hilarious, is the punch sounds when he is beating up that guy. They are so bad. They are so, like, it's such a, like, uh, Foley artist, you know, 101 kind of thing. And it's just like. It reminds me of that scream. What's that scream? That that like the that's in every movie. Oh, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, yes. Was, but maybe this is the punch. It's, it's sound. very much the Wilhelm punch. I yes. wish I would have said the Wilhelm punch. Now <laughs> yeah. that I now yes. and re- upon reflection, that would have been the better joke. Yeah. Uh, oh no no, I think it's perfect. And then also just the the talk about noticing things, which I'm sorry, Aaron, if I just walked in on you and you were going to bring this no, up. No, go for it. Go, but the uh, what I think Danae called gerbil bites. Yes. <laughs> is that right or hamster bite? Yeah. Because and then it cut back to him punching him and there was nothing on his hand. You know, there was another thing that was really interesting, though, because in another part of the show, he actually has scabs on his hand. And I didn't sh- we, we didn't show it because it wouldn't I don't know that would have made it didn't need to be there. And I but I thought about how I could write that in there, too. So to me, it, if you have scabs on your hand in the exact same place. Tony must have actually like the actor. He may have actually actually like hurt himself or yeah, something. Yeah. Which I found that to be fascinating, but in that particular scene, you know, there was no injury. That happened a couple times, actually. A uh, little bit behind the scenes, we um, make light of the nude statue in the psychiatrist's uh, office or yes. the counselor's office. Yes, and great sins. Thank both you. both that reference that they're <laughs> wonderful sins. But it was funny because it's it's a statue, but it's so almost graphically real, like the nipple contouring Y'all, on it is we blurred so- it. We had to blur it. And yeah. it's not even a real person. <laughs> it, it was real. That was so funny in the editing notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back and forth. Guys, should we hilarious. blur this? Yeah, there's a lot of areola. The stuff we talk about. <laughs> and not just areola, but like. They're like the bumps. Yeah, they're was, like areola bumps. Yeah. And it's like, that's uh, too real. She was very cold. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very, very cold. Uh, yeah, lots of great stuff in this. I so feel like, job. Chris, let's just keep talking about stuff Danae wrote. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, let's talk about beige on beige on beige and <laughs> and the milk. Well, and the beige on beige on beige was uh, that's that's that might be one of my all time favorite scenes actually. <laughs> and it was really weird because in the script I was like I couldn't really like I had to go back and watch the scene because I just didn't catch it. Right. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it is. It's such a beige outfit, just like slight variations. It's fun when you have those ones where the character asks a question and then you answer it mm-hmm. with something going on in that moment that yeah. just in. Yeah. And that was a really, really fun one, too. And and you made a point of the milk jug. <laughs> yes. I, I've ne- Yeah, that's something that's always bugged me. It's like, that's a, like, that's just a, do people do that? families do that? No. I don't think so. I've never been with any family that's ever done no. that. I don't understand it. Is, the only way it makes sense is if you made the juice. 
like if it's juice that you made, like you made Kool-Aid or something. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lemonade or but something that's like, like that. That was milk. I mean, they didn't make the milk. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't did think they? they did. I don't know. They had ducks out in their backyard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they had cows. It's too. duck milk. Uh, yeah. I really like the one. Um, uh, the quote was, it's none of my business, but down at the club, the word is your Uncle Junior is going to whack pussy Malanga. And then it was, this is oddly enough, how Silvio decides to use Uncle Junior Whacking Pussy Malenga as a title for his upcoming strip club amateur <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that one. Yeah, Although that... I had assistance from, I believe, Danae making it better. That's why I mentioned it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't remember it all. I also liked your headlight research. That was fun. Where it was like what? the the cost of replacing a, a oh, yeah, the yeah, headlight, yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like three thousand dollars. That seemed a bit excessive. Yeah, yeah, that was another good one. There was there was a lot of opportunity in this one. This was fun because there was a lot to sin. Like, mm. you know, Christopher showing up at, at the car chase. But how did he get there? Because he was running and yeah. just things we like got that. To use were Rick, everywhere. Rick on Stark School of Running Away from Things. We did. I'm so happy. Woo-hoo! It's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I had a I had a really fun time on this one. It was one of my one of my favorites so far. I think. Uh, I you know I did get a chance to throw a couple in, and the one I'm most proud of is the end. Uh, yes. You know. Oh yeah, that it, went over like gangbusters. Ending it like uh, the series ended. Yes. Was so, and I remember in the editing process, I was so particular about it because I wanted it to feel a certain way, and so I like gave them actual like seconds. Yes. You know, in the editing process, okay, wait two seconds, yep. then ding. Then wait another two seconds and then come in with the end. Because I wanted it to feel that darkness in space that the finale yeah. felt where it's like, what just happened? Like, there's nothing. There was so I much. I love that. Like, the actual ending to the show. That is so in- – that's always been so interesting to me because, like, you have shows like Lost or, I don't know, Cheers or whatever. Like, big shows that ended. And it, you seem to have people on yeah, either spectrum. Yeah. yeah that- but with The Sopranos, it all seemed to be pretty much a unified, like, huh? <laughs> well, what was interesting uh, about your decision to add that as the ending was that people, when they were watching the actual finale, mm-hmm. they thought that their cable, thought the went, cable out. went out. Of course, because yeah. it it was just went to black and there was nothing, mm-hmm. which was not done at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. that's what I, I mean. I would have. I mean, I, I I think we actually thought that because we watched it when it was on. But can we can we all just go back and say how brilliant that? It, like, I I know there's some still some discussion about this, but. Like, I think it is a brilliant representation of Tony's death, and I don't know any other way to interpret it, and I don't understand. I don't either. Uh, like, I, it is just the whole way, and I, listen, I didn't watch the show, but I definitely watched that final scene, and the whole way it's shot, everything that happens, the idea of everything going black and silent completely, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just a brilliant finish for that well, series. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, if they had actually showed, like, Tony and his family or whoever was supposed to have gotten shot up in there. Well, I watched... Would anybody have been more pleased with that? See, I don't, you know, I mean, yeah. I think that was a pretty, that was a pretty in- interesting way of making it open-ended, but not really. Yeah, excellent. Um, exactly. There was a video on YouTube the uh, by The Take uh, called The Sopranos mm-hmm. Ending... Uh, explained and it goes through in incredible detail about the like the juxtaposition of all of this deep meaning throughout the entire series uh and it it references back to other things like when he was in a coma and he 
like was unconscious his vision was white when it was from his perspective it was white and so how yeah from his perspective it's it's black um the person that's potentially the shooter that went to the bathroom mm-hmm. uh that mirrors another movie that that uh he really admired but then at the same time the guy is wearing a coat mm-hmm. that was worn by another character who I think committed suicide in the show because Tony wouldn't let him go and live his life. And so it was like this. So we had seen that coat in a previous, like in, in previous characters. So it could be a retribution killing kind of thing. It, it, yeah. It, it, or have that same feel of it. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, there's uh, the video is like uh, 17 minutes long or something like that. And I watched the entire thing cause it was just, it was really well done. So cool. if, if you're a huge Sopranos fan, I would highly recommend again, that was on the take. So, um, I thought we did a good kind of job, and the fans awesome. loved it. So that was I, a good one. Good job, guys! Woo! Round of applause. Woo! Uh, anything else, or can we move on to uh, Friends, the one with all the poker? Let's do it. Let's move on. Uh, so this was a Dicer Hughes uh, script. So Danae and I wrote on this, and Jonathan shadowed on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, so this In one, the I was looking forward to. No, it's fine. Oh, it's absolutely fine. Anytime sorry. you need, anytime you need um, to sing, Danae, just sing. Uh, we aren't going to stop you here. Uh, it, this one was uh, one I was looking forward to just because I love writing poker sins. And boy, is there fertile ground for writing poker sins in this one. Uh, in fact, there were so many poker sins in this one, we had to eliminate several of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, talk about a director's cut. My God. <laughs> and at may- the same time, like, almost the entire show is poker. That may or may not be the entirety of my keeping tab section today. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, we've talked a little bit about, uh, well, actually we haven't because this was before the podcast about the show Friends in general. We should probably just mention, uh, you know, if it's something that we were into when it was on, if it's something we still enjoy. For me, I was definitely into it when it was on, but I haven't really revisited it a ton. Um, I just love the chemistry of those six people together is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting as we start to talk about these, looking at these in detail, because my my thoughts on them are changing so much. I'm starting to find characters annoying that I really liked before, which yeah. is yeah. really fascinating. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Who's your number one that you're most annoyed with? Number one? Yeah. Ross. 100%. Mine's Rachel. Uh, both of them together. I have a sin. So annoying. I'm getting, <laughs> getting way ahead of myself. We have a sin in, in an upcoming one. Where I I totally go from, oh, isn't this cute, to these two should never, ever be together ever in their life. And this is stupid that we were rooting for them. You know what I mean? Well, at the time, there was no binging. You had a whole week of life in between each episode. So you maybe forgot the nuances and the details that don't carry over. The consistency is all jacked up. That's a great point. Anyway. I know what you're saying about Rachel, Danae, but... Jennifer Aniston is probably one of my first and longest crushes. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Like, yeah. I mean, even like back, like when she was on, um, you guys probably, I, I doubt you'll even remember this. They did a, it would only lasted like half a season, but they did a Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show. Oh no, I didn't even remember and she that. she played the Jennifer Grey character. And I mean, I don't remember how young I was. I mean, that was probably like early nineties. So I was probably like a young teen. So that was like the first time I ever saw her. And I was like, oh, that girl's cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is definitely that. Yeah, <laughs> cute for sure. Character wise, yeah, I would meh. say out of the ones, what's who's the most annoying? I don't. Um, I Monica's probably mine. You know, but Monica was kind of annoying to me, and even in the moment, not not a mm-hmm. ton, but even in the moment. So like, it's it's just that sense of 
I thought Ross was hilarious, and now looking back, I'm so annoyed by that character. Yeah. There are YouTube videos. I have not watched them. I've just heard about them. There are YouTube videos where I guess they do his dialogue, like, minus the laugh track. And it's like, <laughs> you know, is Ross a serial killer is basically what they're saying. Oh, man. If you if you want to go on a rabbit hole, go on a without laugh track rabbit hole. It's the best, yeah. and it is a prime example of why laugh tracks are horrible. Because yep. they just make everything seem like it's the funniest thing ever. They give it's... really unrealistic expectations yeah. for conversations with people in general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, this was funny in my head. No one's laughing. I don't yeah. know how to respond to that. <laughs> would you Would you recommend people going on a bunny trail for uh, shows without laugh track or um, what was that juggling battle? Oh, skill con? Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about SkillCon? No, I'm just like, which one? <laughs> if, if they can only go on one... You only live once. Do them both, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. But I think... But like you said, like, what, regardless of how these episodes have aged, like, and there's definitely some problematic things, like there are with a lot of shows that were on at this time um, or before, but I still... Like, I still enjoy watching this show a lot. Oh, yeah, and sure. I, I did watch it when it was on. I've rewatched just about every episode. I'm so times. different from you guys. Like, I remember it being on. I remember, like, seeing, I don't know, reruns. I don't know. I just remember it being there and watching it and, and thinking, oh, they're having fun. But I didn't love... I think I maybe was trying to relate to some characters at that time, too. Maybe they found myself mm-hmm. in a little bit of them. But I didn't get totally obsessed oh, with man. it. I, I didn't get to where I was watching it all the time. My husband loves Friends. Yeah. And so every t- when I was sinning this one, he was so excited. He's like, oh, I, I, is this the one where such and such happens? And I'm yeah. like, who are you? You're the <laughs> WWE wrestling guy. You talk about you talk about crushes. Uh, I, I have such a huge Chandler crush. Oh, like, my husband. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I do have a crush on your husband as well. He's pretty amazing. Um, uh, could I want to be Chandler anymore? Like, I mean, he is I, it, just the way he would say things. Yeah. Snarkiness. Yeah. I just there's I don't know. I just hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah, that's true. Can um, I can I give you a quick aside though? I'm terrified to meet your husband. <laughs> my husband? No, my husband. Yeah, because oh, right. you talked you up two, how right? big of a Cardinals fan he is. Oh and yeah. Sometimes as a Cubs fan, um, Cardinals fans uh don't like me. <laughs> well, he has knocked out like eighteen people uh in his life for just liking the Cubs. So you should be very afraid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, he's not that way at all. He calls it cub thumping. Yeah, cub thumping. <laughs> Come over here and get your whopping. <laughs> but this episode was one I remembered <laughs> liking a lot. And when I rewatched it to do the shadowing, I did not like it nearly as much. No, it was so boring. It is pretty boring. There's a lot of unnecessary like, stuff it, here. It, it took it, me forever. To, I'm like, uh, like the monkey joke, for example. I was like, oh, I, maybe I can do something with the monkey. It just, it took me, because I don't like poker. I don't play poker. Right. So this was, you know, for you, like a thousand jokes. Here we go. And for me, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe I should make a joke about the animal. This is a marsupial. That's funny. That was a good joke. Oh, I also really want to say, just real quick for the record, I actually sinned the wrong episode first. Oh, yeah. I wondered if you were going to talk about this. Uh, I was assigned it. I- I'm just used to doing the pilot without thinking i just Mm -hmm. and i was really busy at the time working all my jobs and everything and so i watched the first episode of friends yeah danae sent me a a sin script for the pilot which we've already done (laughs) a really good script (laughs) it was a great script like you know we we should redo the pilot with some of her stuff in there (laughs) and aaron he i i I was so scared to tell you (laughs) i was so scared because he knows I have I have this thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it before, but it's called anger. 
<laughs> and when I mess up, I get real hard on myself, and I and I just immediately get mad about myself, and especially with like well, a creative and, thing. And, and I was so busy. And you run away sometimes I, oh, yeah. when you get angry. Like you know, it's like I'll throw right, something. And I'm leave. out. Like I, I, I had <laughs> perhaps these I should visions. quit. <laughs> I, yes, exactly. I had these visions of telling her she wrote the wrong script, and like she never writes for sins I'm again. Done, like yeah. she's totally done. So so what? Ha- so I'm in the middle of a very important meeting in the. Maybe the oh, I I you know I say I'm busy all the time. It's stupid how busy I am. And when he told he said when you're done with your meeting, call me. He never says that. <laughs> and so I that probably made it worse. I texted him was like you have to tell me now because I I can't focus now. And so I think you did, yeah you, I told you during your meeting yeah yeah and do you know what my, what my response was? I was so stressed out. It had gone the other way. It did. It went completely the other way. Crazy laughter. Yes. Where I was like, of course I wrote the wrong script. <laughs> but, I, but when you finish a script, man, it is it is such a great feeling. Oh, it's... And then when so you I have can't to go even back... Ima- well, like, in one time, uh, The Simpsons, I believe, is what it was. Uh, I finished it, but, like, I guess I saved a different version in a different place in my computer. And so the version I sent Aaron had nothing on it. <gasps> yeah. And he was just like, he wrote back like, uh, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> oh, no. this so much. <laughs> is this a joke? Oh, I was terrified. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. then I found it. So I, it was fine. I, he goes, you have a couple options. You know, it's due now. Um, I know you're busy. <laughs> so I just powered through and I did... The fastest, dirty script I've like. Usually, I go over it multiple times. Da, 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 I did none of that. It was like, well, oh. and it was fascinating to me in pre- preparation for this show too, because I had forgotten. I had totally forgotten that you had done the wrong script. And I'm reading my script because I always, if I write on something, I'll read through my script to see if anything was deleted, that kind of stuff. And I'm reading jokes that I know I didn't write. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because she sent me all her jokes and I just put them right in yeah. my script. It was and so, fast and dirty. It was, yeah. so, it was so crazy. And then um, and what was really crazy about that is because I had just watched the pilot and now I'm watching one where the show had been going for a bit. I was so hyper aware of these really vast differences in the characters in the in the pilot episode. Rachel talks like in this high-pitched voice. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm, I'm leaving my husband because I'm a really good person. Like she's just, uh-huh. and then in this one, she's like all down to earth and thank God, right? Like, right, yeah. That's progression in real life. <laughs> no one needs to talk that high. Well, there was a uh, there was a, a sin in this one about a line that Joey says that I think should have been a Chandler yes. line, and a lot of people backed me up on that. But also, a lot of people mentioned he was different in that yeah. first season. Like yeah. he wasn't. He, as, he definitely he wasn't as dumb. Right. Yeah, yeah. I so. think it, he something happened with a lot of drugs for Joey. And then his brain. That still, that still did feel more like a Chandler line. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of those, I mean, a lot of the characters change. Like, Chan, I would say Joey and Rachel and maybe Monica to a point, like, they kind of, they kind of change a little bit. Um, I think Ross and Chandler and Phoebe pretty much stayed the same, though. Uh, I did but. post into Discord about people's opinions on the most annoying character. Uh huh. We have a vote for all of them, <laughs> <laughs> except Chandler. And then someone said, no, no, he's annoying too. <laughs> Every character. So uh, that's what Discord thinks is they're all annoying. I, the, the, it's interesting though. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about how with Jeremy talking about it on the Sendcast and stuff, a lot of people that had never seen it have started watching it. And then they talk about how, how they don't find it very funny. So yeah. I kind of wonder if it's just a, a nostalgic thing. But 
like the next couple episodes we're doing, because I guess we've already announced that we're doing this all September, mm-hmm. um, are really funny. I, I think it's funny. I I, I don't think yeah. that's just nostalgia. I, I think the right, it may be a bit um, cultural, like for our yeah. age, like there may be a bit of an age gap there and a weird thing. Um, you know, my, my kids have grown up without laugh tracks for the most part. Um, so, you know, there is a little bit yeah. of, well, it's, I mean, Chuck Lorre's the only one that's really still doing them. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no one's doing them anymore. But, it's, it's modern family and the office and stuff like that. I mean, unless it's Chuck Lorre doing like big bang theory, you're not getting laugh tracks. Some of the writing is, is really sharp. Some of again, some of mm-hmm. those Chandler zings are, yeah. are really funny. Yeah. There was some good, there was some good stuff for sure. Uh, well, the, going to the video itself, the uh, the King James line, I mean, the uh, King George line was excellent, but it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was that was a, an interesting thing that, um, that you was know, yours. Jamestown maybe was done when, um, you know, King James <laughs> was king. <laughs> maybe, make a little bit of sense. Uh, I also like the whole like people responding to your resume. Who, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> right. And maybe you didn't then or did. We don't know. But. That was another favorite in the comments. You know, this is an interesting structure uh, plot wise, too, because there's this whole poker lesson in the middle of this show, you know, where where this woman comes over and gives them like a big, you know, this is how, this you, is how you do, do it. it. Yeah. It's all lies and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you've got to toughen it up feels, if you're going to play poker. It feels like the show is setting up some sort of like thing where the girls are good at poker, right? And it's not at all. No. It's not setting that up at all. No, it's awful the whole way through. Yeah. That was we it, it was a weird it was a weird episode. Definitely yeah. not one that I remembered ever watching and one that I hope I never have to see again. Oh, technology, we love you so much. Listen, right in the middle of us talking about one of the greatest shows of all time, <laughs> the internet fails. Yeah, we're we're uh we're doing this without internet. How is that possible? Technology can continue. Oh my goodness. What, yeah. are you, what are these things called phones? We're we're using phones. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's. So we were talking about friends. Do we have anything else to say about that one? I feel like we kind of covered a lot of it. I think for me, I guess the only thing I other thing I would mention is I did write a sin removal at the end of this because I do think as much as this show gets wrong, the reason people love it is because of these relationships and just how interesting it is that this show is invested in these relationships in this way. And I just I wanted to give the show props for that. Let's move on to uh, music video sins. Uh, We will take a look at this channel, starting with Billie Eilish. All the good girls go to hell. You talked about this a little bit uh, earlier about watching the videos. Yes. And I started doing that this week where I actually watched the video first. Oh, I love it so much. And then I watched the sin. I I love it, first of all, because I'm disconnected from popular music in a lot of ways. I'm just not involved in listening to it you can say uh, you're not cool That's i'm fine. not cool that is 100 <laughs> percent the truth i also am not uh but watching these videos i get a chance to listen to these songs and when they're good like when they're written well like this song is by the way uh, i sure. think um it, it gives me something to chew on um i even loved i think we talked about taylor swift and the idea that it might be a satire last week like that kind of stuff makes my brain tingle i love that kind of stuff yeah um, do you have asmr no. Oh, okay. No, that's a different kind of brain tingle. Okay. I've heard of. But no, I think ASMR is ridiculous, actually. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. What? Do you, do you get it? I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, in fact, that was that Super Bowl commercial that's all ASMR or whatever. It was just like... I was almost angry at it. Hey, you talk <laughs> yeah. about how at least somebody gets the joke. Yeah. Like it's for one person. Yeah. It can just be for a few totally. people. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's a starfish. Anyway, thing. back to the Billie Eilish. Uh, so anyways, with the with the Billie Eilish song, my first response was, Billie, are, are you okay? Like, <laughs> is, like is, everything go- is everything good? Like, you going to be all right? Like, Billie, are you okay? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, are you okay, Billie? Uh, You've been hit by boom, boom. You've been struck by boom. Uh, a smooth criminal. You're talking about really important things. Yes. My main question after watching the video that wasn't answered in the Sins video. Yeah. Was she is created by science to be an angel. Yes. And then dropped from the heavens down to the ground. Yes. So is she trying to say that heaven is a science lab? That's <laughs> the question like that. that I still have. <laughs> well, I just saw it is this really... Um, kind of beautiful exploration of seeking morality as torture like this idea of trying to be good is a torturous thing in that you know the idea of trying to make somebody an angel like make somebody this picture of perfection you know that kind of thing so why not just embrace your embrace your darkness and so you go the other way yeah Yeah. so i don't know i just that that kind of stuff kind of but you're right because it is definitely needles at the beginning yeah. Give, give her her wings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's... I was really curious what the two of yours take would be on this. What's yours, since... Jonathan? What What did you think? What's my take on it? I yeah. mean, I really, I really like the song. I thought it was, uh, but outside of oh, this is cool visual imagery. Um, I, I don't know what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's definitely like an envi- I mean, in, in Barrett, you know, the narrator makes a comment about the environmental thing. I, there's definitely an environmental message there. I I also saw women dancing in the flames. Yes. I missed that when I watched the it through, but then on the sins video, because it slowed down uh-huh. during the sinning part, I saw that. So maybe I, there's symbolism yeah. there, I too. I definitely did not miss that. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I noticed that immediately. I totally I also, the it. one in the Sopranos video that noticed the stripper in the background needed to be blurred. <laughs> yeah, so. you did. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. We so. literally almost released a video with a naked woman in the background. <laughs> We've done that before. Even since, <laughs> since I've been writing. What was it? It was... Uh, there was a, a topless sunbather that we missed on something one time. That's so funny. Um, Sorry. No, no, that's fine. But I definitely noticed those women dancing in the flames. But that, to me, was another part of the symbolism. The, of the symbolism of I'm going to embrace, you know, this world of seduction and fire and and that kind of thing, as opposed to trying to force me to be something I'm not. I don't. You know? I don't mean to jump into like the particular like sins part. So, Jonathan, if you have something to say about the video mm-hmm. as a whole, j- jump in. But I loved the part where the flames were going along the trail of the tar. It's like Billy. Yes. Billy. Billy. B. Hey, B. I really, I really got an update on your situation. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. I, I, uh, I, I think Billy is super fascinating. I do too. And I really like her musical perspective. She's dark, but I like her. I also like that she's not. Like a let's get scantily clad and dance around and gyrate type of an artist. Right. She's yeah. fully clothed. Well, she's also like 17. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Well, that's I mean, true. It kind, it kind of, that actually kind of does, does still matter. 
I could be wrong. No, you're probably right because I mean, I mean, hit me, baby, one more time, for instance. I mean, what was Brittany like? Sixteen then? So she yeah. was sixteen, and and then also oh, all the wrong. I guess all the right. Disney characters that you see. Like I flipped through when yeah. I, I was on vacation over to Disney, and the little twelve year old girls that they have there, they're all dolled up and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. So I mean, I just find that her she's not she's not enhancing sexuality. It might be part of what she talks about in some ways, yeah. but it's not like. Hey, my message is about how I'm a woman and I've got curves and I'm and sex appeal. It's like listen to my music, kind of a thing. Well, and I'm going to show you some really, really interesting imagery. But it's also about darkness, right? Yeah. Like everything Her she imagery does. Imagery is very dark. Seems to be about darkness, yeah. and so I, yeah, I find that fascinating as well. Um, I like. And her Lucifer is lonely. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a that was an interesting line. Has yeah. your Lucifer ever been lonely? I mean, I don't even know what that supposed to be but um i mean i assume that's referring to like dark side or yeah well it's again it's i think it really is about this idea of there's a part of me that is dark and if you tell me there isn't it's going to drive me further to the honesty of that part of me and i think we do a disservice when we uh, we were just having a conversation recently about stand-up comedy yeah. and about the idea of being willing to cross lines mm-hmm. at places in our culture so that we can actually publicly so that free speech can actually result in us hearing things and thinking, oh, I don't agree with that thing or, oh, I've never heard it that way. Maybe, you know what I mean? So there has to be a permission for us to understand our darkness and understand mm-hmm. the things about us that aren't okay or aren't publicly okay or whatever and right. so and she's using lyrics and imagery that would potentially make some people very uncomfortable but then in hearing it and seeing it then right. it gives you an opportunity to then go oh that's too far for me or whatever yeah yeah i dig her yeah i do too no i think she's great um uh, i i did like on that my lucifer is lonely though where the one where it was weird because i just just thinking about how my jesus is jamming yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was so good uh, yeah. I also like and the way the way Jeremy says "kiss my balls." I kind of want to write that into every script <laughs> moving forward. As long as he says it that way every time. Yeah, exactly. I, do we have sounders or anything? I think it'd be so fun to just have like this little clip series of our faves. Yeah, we don't. But uh, it would be the, so much. The work. Discord has sent me links to their favorite of your sounders. And so I may try to get those on a soundboard at some point. I totally forgot that you talked about that in Discord. Yeah. That really happened. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yep. Just keep keep getting them to me. Eventually we'll have a soundboard in here. Today we'll be the one playing with it, by the way. she's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. She cannot help that kind of stuff. Uh, I also liked uh, La Billy Tarpit. Uh, made me smile because yep. I'm a pun guy. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, there was the, in the moment when the wings are kind of like stretching out of her skin mm-hmm. in the sort of like creepy fashion. It reminded me of something. And I, I'm actually going to talk about it in our Beyond the Sins. OK, there's like this Ooh. weird crossover that happened on what I was going to talk about and and how it it totally, totally Ooh. visually was Kismet. like, yeah, it was crazy. So I'm excited to talk about that. one. Very nice. Uh, anything else about uh, the Billie Eilish uh, sins video all the good girls go to hell i don't think so no i don't have anything all right uh just that you wrote it capitalized in our notes and, and it was all under un, it was not supposed to oh be that's oh, yeah, getting on my a, nerves too by the way that, yeah yeah on, oh. on the notes that you sent for the show aaron you did all good all the good girls go to hell but it's not actually no. it needs to be all lowercase was it emily dickinson that messed around with that the old poet that would have non-caps and 
That kind of this has been going that on for a while. Sounds right. Pe- people have been uh, trolling, subverting. <laughs> you can't keep also, me down. Also, I will mention the outtake. Um, the as I walk through the fire, which is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If if anyone out there has not seen the episode once more with feeling that that outtake comes from, that is one of the greatest hours of television ever forged. Wow. Nice. That's quite a recommendation that right is. there. Just FYI. We ready to move on to uh, music from behind? I've been ready it. for so long. Uh, this is uh, Lil Nas X, uh, Old Town Road. Uh, Barrett, of course, wrote this. And this cracks me up because... This is the song from TikTok, right? Like this is this is I've been hearing the horses in the back for ages because it's a TikTok meme, um, and yes, that means I participate in TikTok uh, and have for a while. Um, Loser. And when I say participate, I just kind of go through and you laugh. Just scroll. Yeah, I yeah, scroll yeah. through the memes. You don't actually create them. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I did one, but I didn't post it. It's kind of fun to mess around with. Anyways, TikTok is beside the point, or is it? Because this song is popular because of it, right? Like. Is this song popular without TikTok? Uh I don't know. I don't I don't think it is. I continue to wonder why I'm on the show. <laughs> uh I don't know who this person is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or what the song is. Yeah. Or what's going on. It took well, me it, it just it just broke a, a I believe it broke a Billboard number one record. I, I, and of consecutive weeks it was something along those lines like it's <sighs> it's insanely huge yeah it, but it's it's crazy that when you listen to it you're just like this is the song that but is breaking all uh, these records <laughs> but it's like is it uh, what was that what was that um song with Psy? oh like gangnam style yeah yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it like that yeah, similar. in a way yeah where it's yeah, just like kind of. what is this yeah okay. it's a viral song yeah, yeah. I, it took me so it, three minutes and fifty three seconds into this uh, video uh-huh. is when he goes off on the like when Elon gets livid about what happened and then yeah. goes off on this tight on this like rant about yeah. it, explaining what happened and then says something like, "But little did you know that that declaration couldn't be further from the truth, but it's the truth." But it's the truth. Yeah, that's when I clued into what was going on. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." <laughs> So thanks for having that in the video because that actually helped me. <laughs> yeah. Who's super disconnected from TikTok and and the meme of this. I do remember seeing memes about like how there was these ridiculous lyrics about horses or something, but I yeah. never listened to it. So. I got my horses in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's so many different versions of this because the original version doesn't have Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Correct. Um, that was something he did later. And if you want to learn about the history of this song, you should uh, listen to the new podcast from Cinema Sins called Fifty oh. Fifty. <gasps> is it on there? Yeah, it Whoa. is. Um, that's the one of the songs they they go into depth about. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. But um, I personally don't think it's a very good song. Um, but I'm clearly in the minority. So well, I I, I think it is a testament to uh, meme. I think it's a testament to viral mm-hmm. uh, vir- virality. Uh, because when we lock something, it's also a testament to the power of a hook, you know, like the idea that it only takes five seconds to do something, a series of notes, series of words that can lock into your brain in a way like it's like it's eating your brain, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the power of music is incredible in just the fact that, you know, on by the way, it surprises me Danae, that you don't TikTok because as much as you imager, 
Like I, it's kind of like the video version of Imager, basically. Um, so it's uh, it's really funny in a lot of ways. It's also nonsense in a lot of ways, but so is Imager, right? Like you'll go through Imager's one. life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I just think it's a testament to that, and people love the idea of something that you know, just they love that hook, and then oh, it's a real thing, and it's a song, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought the video was hilarious, by the way. I don't I have much too. else to say. And about... I like the uh, throwback to the Billie Eilish video with the Office reference. Yes, so smart. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I think my favorite part has to be when they're talking about the you know uh, hip hop country crossover, and it shows a, a picture of Biggie and Dolly Parton, and Biggie Biggie says, "You have good range," and Dolly says, "You go hard." I just <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I had that written down. <laughs> oh, that slayed me. Well, just because uh, you were like reason. picturing her saying that yes, to him too, which, yes. which made it which made it great. I enjoyed the Bobby McFerrin reference as well. At the yeah, beginning. yeah, um, lots of good. And jokes. I just this one just felt like for me this one felt like the one that could get me. Like if I didn't know it was a joke, right? This felt like this would be the closest so far to one that could actually make me think for a second. Like, wait, did he really team up with Elon Musk? And yeah, I, I guess and I invent TikTok. I think it's just the way it's presented, you know. Because I mean, like honestly, like I mean, I know TikTok. I have an eight-year-old kid, so I mean, I know all about TikTok. But like, I don't know about how it started, you know. So I mean, I don't know. You, you aren't wrong. I will. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and do one of my comments from the comment section now, since we're talking about it. But it's from this video. It was uh, Laura Henderson says, "Me, what can there possibly be to know about this song? Video, so Tesla." And then after that, it says, "Edited." So after the fact, it says, <laughs> "Edited." Honestly, I was three and a half minutes in before I realized this video may not be a hundred percent or even one percent accurate. <laughs> Oh, I, I totally missed that one. That's a perfect one to go with all the right. ones that came before it. No, I thought it, of you, but it, it cracked me up because she actually had to go back and edit it to say, oh, oh apparently it doesn't guys. have anything to do with Tesla. This is a joke. This is a joke. And we're also, we're also to the point where he started to do, like, they're, they're starting to do some callbacks on these because they had the Billie Eilish thing towards mm-hmm. the end and yeah. the box set of The Office. I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really well done, uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Let's move on to Shrek Forever After. But why? (laughs) Why do Shrek Forever After? (laughs) Uh, Did you see how many people have watched it so far? No. Yeah, these Shrek movies do really well. Yeah, the Shrek movies blow up, and they hadn't done this one yet. So, um, yeah, I think it's over a million and a half now or something like that. Yeah, I don't know when they did the first one, but I know with the second one, um, uh, Chris kind of made it a September tradition. I I don't know that for the fact on the first one, but I know the second, third, and fourth one were the past three Septembers. I'd go check, but the internet's not working. (laughs) That's right. Fair point. Fair point. I I thought this video was hilarious. This oh, is it's an awesome. Atkins Scott joint. As far as the movie itself, where we usually start, I don't have anything to say about this movie. Anything positive, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, I don't. I don't like the first one. I don't either. Um, I don't like any of the Shrek movies. And I've so. never seen any of the sequels up until this one. Um, if for some reason, and I didn't watch this one before I before I worked on the edit, but. Um, I feel like I got the gist of it working on the edit. So, oh, it's awful. It's I'm awful. good. I feel like I got the gist of it watching the video. Yeah, uh, I didn't see. Yeah. I saw the first track, but I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah, and, and so, 
But I was bummed uh, at some of the messages, and I really enjoyed how this video sinned those messages. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in particular, what do you mean by that? Like, the messages of the movie? Like, yeah, like the setup for Shrek just needing a break. And, I, I mean, I'm there. I have right. a two-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, next month, she'll be two-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. I need a break. My husband needs a break. And just that sin about, like, married people talk to each other (laughs) instead of going and signing a contract to just be able to be an ogre for one day, not even for extended period of time for one day. This is a normal conversation that married people have. And, you know, it was just five months ago in my life that my husband um, and I went through, like, started going through some crazy stuff. Uh, And so I would just say maybe in the last let's extend it just a little bit eight like eight months my husband came to me and he's like i am i'm stressing Mm -hmm. i need i need to take a break from being a dad for a little bit it's i'm doing a lot i don't want to do as much and so i was like you know what i'll step up and and then i started doing more and then i hit my point and i had to go and be like okay i need to come back to the table now and so we've had to have those conversations in very recent history. Yeah. And it can be done. It's really uncomfortable. But that super triggered me at the very top of the whole thing. <laughs> and then it just like the hits kept coming, you know? Like yeah. I had so many questions too, just through this going, like, well, how does this even make any sense? And people are talking about how Red Bull still, can, still skin looks different and there's all mm-hmm. these different consistency stuff going that, on. So was that a purposeful all star reference, the hits? Kept coming. No, stop coming. Okay, I just because <laughs> All Star is definitely associated with Shrek. So, oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. I wonder if that was even subconscious. Hey now, you're an All Star. <laughs> no, I totally did. I didn't. You know me. These of course things not. Just accidentally come out. <laughs> of course not. Smash Mouth just became a listener. I also uh, one of the did somebody I, mention us. <laughs> one of the things I love about working with you guys and is realizing things that happen in movies like that you just don't like for example the whole apple with villains Mm -hmm. stuff i've never once ever realized that villains hold apples yeah and it happens way more than i would have ever thought even more than holding them taking a bite out of them has always symbolized well obviously there's the garden of eden right so there's the the symbolic idea of evil involved in an apple so you've got that subconscious symbolism but directors also use it as an arrogance you know, oh, okay. like I'm, you know, I'm just chewing on something. I'm taking a bite of something. So, yeah, that's definitely and the a thing. poison apple from Snow White. That's mm-hmm. the one that I thought of the first time I remember an apple being quote unquote bad mm-hmm. was that I, I did a sin in a video quite a while back where I said something about uh, vaping is the new apple. And I, I have noticed that a lot since then. If you see a character vaping, it's almost a sign of them being a jerk. Well, they're not going to be vaping um, much well, longer. <laughs> and I true. think I mean, getting technical, I think from a. I've always I thought about this before when going through like why do they keep doing apples? But I think from like a like an ADR standpoint, like an apple makes a noise like when you bite into it, and it's yes. also a fruit that you can bite into. Like most people don't bite into like oranges, you know. It's a very yeah. aggressive act. Yeah, it's a very yeah. But it's there just are other, it, there are so other that makes foods sense. that would work that make noise like Pringles. <laughs> they make a lot of noise when you crunch them yeah that's so true why not switch it up no no that's true but i guess it's just like like aaron was saying the aggressive act of like biting into something mm-hmm. and it has to be something that like actually has an impact on 
you know, you can hear it. Like him just biting into a peach, you know, that wouldn't, you wouldn't even hear it. No, you know? that's a whole different kind of symbolism, eating a peach. That is, <laughs> that is definitely. Pork rinds, that's another one. <laughs> Directors have definitely used the peach trick as well, but it's hey, for something I'm entirely different. I'm trying to steer different. us in another direction. I literally blurted out pork rinds to veer us back. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was making you uncomfortable. Uh, pork rinds the, are gross. Uh, one of sorry. the um, sins, I actually said, ooh, ouch. Was the trick in deciding something I shouldn't? Taylor Swift. Oh man, that the one, Taylor Swift running gags in this oh, are great. They are great, but that one I felt real bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sucks. This, this, we try not to. We've talked about, I think, the fact that we try not to do the same kind of joke yeah. too much in a in a single episode. Sure. This joke had several name drop jokes, which is basically where the character or something says something, and then you just mm. say a name that represents that. But they were all so good. I understand why yeah. they weren't. Cause the oh, DJ yeah. Khaled one slayed me uh and i don't know if i want to go into why it's funny if you don't know why it's funny just do a little google search and you'll figure it out (laughs) i'm still very aware my mom listens to the show okay hey our internet's back uh is it yeah well nice uh one of the the only other one that me hey you know what you can google this one and it's totally safe for work and that's that cats don't like milk yeah, I loved this uh, PSA announcement. Please. Yeah, I'm assuming that's a is that a, that's probably one Jeremy wrote. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I just did the thing that you hate, which is what PSA announcement. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell me your pin number? As I well? got to go to the ATM machine. Yeah, are you yeah. one of those VIP persons? <laughs> Oh, crap. Sorry. But the cats with milk thing, I really appreciated that because I remember learning that and feeling like I had to tell everyone and then no one cared. So I stopped. Did you see the comment, though? No. Where the person was like, is there a type of diarrhea that isn't smelly? (laughs) (laughs) If yeah, if it's not, then you really need to go to the doctor (laughs) because there might be something else going on there. Oh, good stuff. Um, I also have to give a shout out. Again, apologies, Mom. Uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Picnic Dick. Pick Dick. Dick Pick? (laughs) Yeah, that was good. That was really funny. Uh, And then uh, Angry Wig Makes You Discount Syndrome, for whatever reason, made me (laughs) laugh because he does. He looks exactly like Syndrome. Uh, the chat or the uh, the comments really loved. You have three beautiful children, and then the sin is he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> actually no. So yeah. I just like the the couple I wrote down was that they noticed that no they had to add that s to the sign. Yes, the yes. ogre sign. Yeah, I just thought that was a really good catch. Yeah, great observation. And then the part where he's like, "This is the problem." I actually don't know what the problem is, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> like the three little pigs or whatever. Yeah, I like just the- talking about the humor, just the overall humor of the piece, and yeah, I don't. And and then there's that part too where the baby, you know, the the two babies like coo or whatever, and then the one farts, and then it's like DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but DreamWorks does actually make quality animated films. Well, they do now. They yeah. do now, but they were kind of no like that's who they wanted to be when they started. They wanted to be the anti Disney. That's what Shrek is all about. Um, is the idea that they wanted to be grosser and, you know, do and I still jokes, remember, you know? I believe it outgrossed, um, Monsters Inc. Those oh, both Shrek. came. Yeah. 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 Cause Shrek those came huge. out like within a month or two of each other. Yep. Yeah, and definitely. Monsters Inc. still did very well. And Monsters Inc. is the way better movie. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I just thought of another one that I really liked that they did, which was the, uh, contract that had to be folded up to like spell stuff out. But then 
they zoomed in on the original contract and none of those letters were the, yeah at least they not are all in of the them, right place yeah. that, or they look different i love that kind of consistency stuff yeah that's a lot of fun seems like that one was probably pretty easy to to sin away yeah uh, those are fun but those it's also one of those where in the comments you've got people that are just diehard fans and like how dare you <laughs> are so there diehard the fans of shrek forever after yeah, though really? yeah oh, you saw yeah. some in the comments yeah oh i missed those comments yeah like, i know they're shrek fans there's like, but no, like there's nothing wrong with shrek you know <laughs> which is fine that's fine yeah I, you do you yeah you do you absolutely uh you guys ready to move on to keeping tabs let's, let's do, do it, it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. All right, we're each going to pick a couple things from the editing process, tabs we can remember having open that would be funny or embarrassing, uh, or we can talk about deleted sins here as well. Um, Who wants to kick us off? Danae, you want to start us off? Yeah. All right, um, we'll go around the horn twice. So what's one? Both of mine are from Sopranos. Okay. So uh, I paused right on the screen or on the moment when he opens up the newspaper at the beginning of the show. And I happened to see an ad for WWE. Now, my husband is a he- WWE fan (laughs) huge so of course I'm drawn to it and my curiosity was if that really happened or not because the ad looked really real number one and number two I couldn't imagine that WWE would want to be associated with something unless it was you know like accurate or whatever yeah so it turns out that they were in Philadelphia in 1997 and the newspaper said 1998 so that was like my that was my sin but the fun part of that was uh I I happened to show my husband what I was doing and he went off on about a 30 minute explanation of how amazing this particular moment in wrestling history was and all the stuff that was happening in the WWE universe at the time when the late nineties. Yeah. Which was before the, 
let me see if I can do you. I, I'm going to do my best, guys. If you're a WWE fan, I apologize. I may botch this, but it was before the Attitude Era, like right before the Attitude Era. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, you know this, right? Like, yeah, I have no it, point of reference. Yeah, you, uh, are you so, speaking English? <laughs> so it's kind of when WWE really pushed perform- performers forward who had like like the Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I actually was into wrestling for a, a while uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So... I actually remember this part. I have of it a son named well. Austin, so I'm well familiar with. Yeah, uh, so Stone Cold Steve Austin was just like he's one of those that are kind of known as like that guy who just said said crazy like really attitude type mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. So this was right before that, and um, it's also when the Hart family, because there's these two brothers that were wrestlers, and and two years later, one of them actually uh, dies. I just had it. I just had that moment you have when we start talking about movies it, and you just want to check out. out. I am checking out. I'm just like. This is when you go to Discord, Aaron. This is how I actually you think that's a, is it Bret Hart? Bret Hart is the one. It, it, Bret Hart is the one who actually wrestled that night. And the thing that happened that night was that he said if he lost, he would never wrestle on American soil again because he's Canadian. Ah. So his rival decided was uh, was the. Um, referee that night, like somebody who didn't like him. You mean if he lost in the script? This is all real. (laughs) This is all real life. Yeah, Jonathan, come on. (laughs) So I'm I'm not making fun. I'm just joking. No, you're totally fine. So the guy that was uh, the referee, he couldn't interfere. And if he did, he couldn't wrestle on American soil either. So the, the whole moment, in the wrestling world, it was just this crazy moment. And what ends up happening is this uh, wrestler who is pl- is playing the role of the referee, he kind of goes to interfere and he hits the Undertaker in the head with a chair and makes the Undertaker lose. And so then they that starts their epic rivalry. So it's one of those pivotal moments in the storyline of hmm. this whole universe that happened, and it was on the back of the Sopranos paper. So that's <laughs> that's the uh, that's that the keeping task. That is our testing. sickness. That is <laughs> our that, sickness. I follow a lot of people on Twitter who just happen to really be into wrestling. And whenever there's an event, you know, I'll see all the tweets about it. And it's like the passion those fans have is unreal. Oh, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But it's uh, just, And it kind of almost makes me want to check it out. But then at the same time, it's like we've talked about in the past, like why I don't play video games and stuff. It's like I don't have time to add another thing to my life. But I do, I do find it interesting that people are that passionate about it. Yeah, there are a lot of passionate fans. My husband happens to be one of them. So I That's awesome. He said he so last night I was telling him that I was going to talk about it on the podcast, so he gave me even more information. So I could go on for another 15 <laughs> minutes if you want me to. Uh, I'll just hang but... out on Discord. I'll just I'll just pull my Danae. Hang out over there. Uh, what do you got, Jonathan? What's your first one? One of mine was actually the Lexus headlight. So I guess I can skip that one. We've already kind of discussed that. But that was just basically, I looked up, you know, how much it would actually cost to replace a Lexus headlight, which in the show, they said it was like $3,000. Yeah. And then when I looked it up, I couldn't find like specific to 1998, but 2019, the average cost was like 385 So It's so funny because uh, I laugh at that kind of stuff. I've, yeah. I do that kind of I, this. This is like me talking to my kids when they break something. Yeah, it's going to cost us five thousand dollars to replace. That. Oh, Meanwhile, no. Yeah, you like definitely tell your bucks. kids that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like it's nothing, you know, it's like, you know, they broke like a plate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Holy crap, that plate was $800. <laughs> That's right. You guys have no concept of money. But uh, yeah, yeah, so that was one of them. Because I only had a couple things I looked up for Sopranos, and that was just, that happened to be one of them. So. Nice. 
Uh, do you want me to start with uh, an apology or do you want me to just start with the poker sins uh, stuff? Which which would you rather uh, me do first? We'll, we'll start off with the poker sins. I'll do my apology last. Uh, so there were a lot of poker sins that were cut. And I wanted to mention that because almost all of the poker sins that were cut were asked about in the comments. There were a lot of people who were like, I can't believe you didn't sin when she had four of, when she slow played a f- four of a kind. And I'm like, well, actually we did. It just didn't. <laughs> It was just well, like, that's so still. Many... I mean, that's still in there. Like, I think it was like, and you didn't raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was a little more involved, though. I think yes, prior to yeah. that. Yeah. And then there was another one uh, where everybody folds out a turn. Uh, I think that we cut. Um, it was just this mm-hmm. was one of those things where it was just so that betting stuff at the end. That's another one that a lot of people mentioned. The idea, and we kind of side reference this one um, when uh, I think Danae, you actually wrote this in. Where it's like, I could get into how it's not okay to break house rules, but I'd rather just say you didn't actually have that job. You can't right. lose a job that you don't have. Yes. So yeah. we kind of sidestepped around it. But that is absolutely, there is no house poker game where somebody would be allowed to just change the rules like that. And there is no situation. There was another sin about the fact that, what, did they both run out of chips at exactly the same time? Why are they both going for cash? Like, if she's just covering chips with cash... You know I, I mean? loved that one. Yeah. That was one that I really liked because I was like, how is it possible they have the exact same amount of chips, especially considering you would think Ross was doing better than Rachel? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I like that one because it reminds me that I don't know enough about poker to know when anything <laughs> is wrong. And my version of poker is probably TV's version of like, it. Yeah. It is definitely it, pop culture's poker. With so, the exception of like the first couple of hands when everybody, a lot of people, if they haven't played yet, they have the same stacks. It yeah. would be nearly impossible. Well, and there was somebody who didn't, uh, you know, hadn't, cons- yeah. or maybe wasn't a huge poker person that mentioned something about how did you not mention that they had more than two cards in front of them? And it's like, well, there are several games where you have more than two ca- cards in front of you. Yeah, uh, and they were clearly doing, I assume they were supposed to be doing dealer's choice because they yeah. kept saying different things. Yeah, and we send that a little bit too, but. Um, yeah, did it, the Cincinnati one made it. That's in there, right? Yeah, the Cincinnati one yeah. did the, uh, when they called the wild cards, we didn't leave that one in. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was jokers or wild or jacks are better or something like that. There's a, there's a type of poker where if you don't have a good enough starting hand, you actually can't bet. You have to fold. So it's like uh, it's called jacks are better, something like that. So it you have to have a pair like of jacks or sh- more. That show is like if you watch one game of poker and then you play Candyland Life and a couple other like Monopoly, and then you make up your own poker games afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's the like three, playing it, with kids or something. Yeah, exactly. If the three of them had never played um, poker before, the th- the three women, there's no way they would have been doing all those games. No. They would have been playing. They would have been playing five card draw. Yeah, or like, would... or now they would probably play Hold'em or just Spider Solitaire, which I love. <laughs> Yes. Or yeah. Nerds. Oh, let's play Nerds. Yeah, that old version of poker called Nerds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's my> favorite. <laughs> uh, so anyways, those were some of the poker sins that we did end up cutting. Uh, I, I really did love all the poker talk in the comments, though. It was yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite things. So I did um, enjoy that. What's your other one, today? My next one, again, Sopranos. I actually paused it when tony shows up at his mother's house with the big sony cd player oh yeah yeah, yeah. and he goes and sets it down on the kitchen table and he puts a cd in and he starts playing music and i'm like hmm he didn't plug that in <laughs> so i went and looked up the uh user guide the manual 
for this particular CD See, player. Batteries. And I found it took me about 15 minutes. I eventually found the user manual. I downloaded it. Uh, <laughs> I I looked at the specs, and on the very final page, there is a, a, a battery area yeah, yeah so then i couldn't send it and that was 15 minutes i didn't get back but <laughs> i right. did my work it was the qtch88 it does in fact have a place for batteries most yeah. of them did back then because you wanted to be able to they Put it needed on your to be shoulder. portable you didn't have a phone mm-hmm. that right. had all your music on it you wanted to be able to take your but music but just with you. in case it didn't right i wanted to be the one that send it <laughs> Well, nicely done. Like, actually, and then, like, pull up, like, the diagram of it and go, there is no battery. Like, that would have been so funny. (laughs) Jonathan, what's your other one? Uh, The other one was Sopranos, because that was the only one I really wrote on, um, and it was, uh, the, we mentioned the ducks very briefly, but there was this whole, like, subplot, well, I guess it was kind of what tied everything together yeah, in that kind episode, of the metaphor right? of the episode, yeah. Yeah, so there were these ducks that were, I guess, kind of hanging out in the Sopranos pool. I was just curious if uh, pool chemicals um, affected ducks. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. nice. Yeah. So I looked that up, and I didn't really, like, it didn't, I couldn't find anything that said anything specific other than if they drank it, that could possibly kill them, or at the very least, it would make them very sick. So um, none of that really helped me write a sin. <laughs> but now you know. Because I thought it was just way too morbid if I was like, you know, right, how did yeah. they, because I, I was thinking about doing something like, how would they fly away with, you know, when they, when they should be vomiting profusely or whatever. I just know that the sin should have inc- included the phrase uh, dead ducks, you know. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. yeah, something like that probably popped up in my head as well. But um, yeah, those were, so that was the other thing I looked up while I was writing my Sopranos script. Yeah, the, F- the FBI might be on you for that one. You know, maybe yeah. How do, how do I kill the ducks? What is in my he pool? doing with ducks and chlorine? That <laughs> might be right. a new bomb. Peta's pissed. Uh, what did you say? Peta. Oh, oh, Peta. Yeah, Peta it's is Peta, right? I thought I... you said penis. Penis oh. pissed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's one of the things they okay. do. So let's just pause here for one second. I just want to give a little bit of back. I, I want to give you a little bit more context as to why Aaron thought I said penis. We actually have a hard time hearing each other right now because our earphones are plugged into our phone <laughs> That's right. to hear yeah. Jonathan. So That's it's right. hard to hear anything that Aaron says outside. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you a pass. No, no, no I Pena can hear you fine. Like penis. Do you want to just... call me on Skype for the rest of it? <laughs> Did you just say, no, you can hear me yeah, fine? No, you can, I can hear you fine. I, I tried you, to give you an you just, out. You just say penis a lot, so I figured I you did. I do not. I do not say do you, penis. To be fair, though, she did say penis. I ah, think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean who's going to prove fine. you didn't? Aaron edits this. That's so. true. Oh, it's so true. He's going to set me up. <laughs> are you are you a PETA? Are you a PETA person? I love penis. <laughs> I said PETA. <laughs> well, I got a new one for the soundboard. <laughs> no, not that that's gonna be like the take it out of context it's like yep, on the 10 o'clock news no that was just for this moment nope, that's going on the soundboard you're i welcome. mean you know you're married to a guy you have a kid i'm i'm guessing that's true i'm <laughs> so. guessing you're not completely opposed <laughs> yeah you liked it once <laughs> At least one time. <laughs> All right. Uh, my final one is the apology. Uh, I owe Danae an apology that I didn't realize I owed her until I was researching for uh, this episode. <laughs> she wrote this sin about Rachel's shuffle 
in the poker game not being intimidating. Great observation. You know, the like it's supposed to be this moment where she's intimidating everybody by her amazing shuffle. Yeah, I and mean that's just, in the video. It, it is in the video, but I changed it. She oh. wrote she wrote and she never told me this, but she wrote this sin. This, this is what the original sin was. Well, actually I'll tell you what it ended up being. Uh the one it ended up being it was this shuffle is about as intimidating as a litter of puppies rolling around in a basket of multicolored feathers, right? Mm-hmm. So just about the least intimidating thing you could figure out because I didn't realize her original sin actually used poker terms in it and i totally missed it so i wanted to apologize to you that's but hilarious her original sin was also this shuffle is about as intimidating as someone saying they flopped over the riverbed and landed a house full of pretty colors i <laughs> totally missed that you put flop and river and how a full house in there all wrong all, all, all used incorrectly all used incorrectly which is probably why i missed it but that was the point of the sin yeah. and i feel horrible that i that I edited that. Why do I feel so good right now? Because was that you? you uh, did you? So you researched that, or no, did you just how, remember terms? That's how I would explain poker to somebody. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it's kind of. It's like really my, funny. There was a there was a music video. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what the video was, but they were. This is a couple years ago, and they were playing dominoes in the video, and I was writing the script for the video sends script, and. I looked up all this stuff on dominoes, and so, like, because I just wanted to write a bunch of domino terms. Oh, I, I can tell you, actually, it was the, um, what was the really, really popular Hispanic song from a couple years ago? Despacito? Despacito, Despacito. They're playing dominoes in that video, and... Ah. Um, so I used a bunch of domino terminology, and I think Barrett even wrote back, like, I didn't realize you played dominoes. I was like, no, I, I don't. No, I Google. Yeah, no, I Googled it, Domino's. In this and case... I'm, I'm sure I used all those terms incorrectly, too. Yeah, in, in this case, I just... I, I, when I wrote that, I thought, this is how I do with, like, uh, sports, too, uh-huh. where I yeah. just use whatever words. Like, oh, cool, the ball is going into the thing with the sports stuff. You know, like, I'll yeah. just... So I did that with poker. I am the idiot here. I was so oblivious. I'm reading this, and I'm going, okay, I agree, it's not intimidating, but, you know, what's not intimidating about flopping over a riverbed and, you know, landing on a houseful? That doesn't make any sense. Like, what is... <laughs> and so in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'll just make this a little more, you know, like makes obvious, sense, yeah. obvious to me. Not not even picking up the beauty of the sin you had written, oh, so I you. feel horrible, and I oh, wanted to public apologize it's to you. It's fine. I think you did a great job shifting it. I, I kind of am used to my uh, sins and jokes being like manipulated or cut. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and we've mentioned not, that we all have that. Yeah. Like everybody makes everybody's stuff better, and and you know, I kind of have to just like almost like submit to you guys know the audience more you know it flies more right but in this case it's interesting to hear you say that you it. wish that you would have gone i just away. completely, no, I, completely I think you're too hard on yourself uh, although i'm loving that you're calling yourself a moron <laughs> uh, uh well there you go there's our keeping tabs i, I have a sorry when we get to the comment section so Ooh, it's apology week yeah. on behind the sins well let's uh let's get there let's do the comment section i want to know what you're thinking I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, we're each going to pick a comment to respond to from this week's videos. Uh, We'll also do some general feedback here. We have two questions this week that we will get to that come from you. Again, if you want your question into Behind the Sins, it's very easy. Just email us behindthesinspod at gmail.com, behindthesinspod at gmail.com. Jonathan, why don't you kick us off this time? What's uh, what's your one comment that you wanted to make mention of? Um, so there was one for the Sopranos that Catherine, I think that says Burn, 
said, um, no send off for James Gandolfini. He made the show what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and I didn't know, have we really talked about that? Like when and why we take sins off? I mean, I don't know if there's really a rhyme or reason to it. Well, I definitely, but, I mean, I definitely wasn't given a, like a, a rule book on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, I mean? haven't been given any context for what I was I will to be say, doing. and I'm I don't, kidding. I don't know because Danae and I were the main ones on this. I traditionally just don't take sins off. It's pretty rare that I do. Um, and that's nothing personal. A writing with Aaron a bunch. I know Aaron's going to. <laughs> so, <That's> so true. <laughs> which I is good. That's no. It's it's that's good. That's a good thing. So I. But I know, and you don't want more than like one or two. No, um, it depends. I mean, if it's something yeah. that's really amazing, yeah, we'll take yeah. a few cents off. There's one here coming up pretty soon. I think that we we debated whether or not to keep both of them in, and we mm-hmm. decided to. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's a good point. I mean, I, I have no defense for that. James Gandolfini is great in that show, and um, it, it's probably one of the most iconic performances in the history of television. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shame on me. But uh, Shame on all of us. But, um, yeah, but we are, we are supposed to give sin, so, I mean, Yeah, it's that not, is the job. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of funny, and and I think it speaks to I think it speaks to that fans enjoy it when we go you know kind of opposite and do something like that. But it also mm-hmm. speaks to the fact of why we can't do that all the time because then it just becomes you know what we do, and that's not what we're doing. We're trying to crack jokes and have a good time, and yeah, and the narrator's not supposed to like writing. anything exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What could break through his cold, cold heart? And the answer is. Those reverse sins, right? Like those are the rare moments that something breaks through. And even when we write those, what I've picked up on is we write them in a snarky way a lot of the times, like a begrudging way. Like the idea is the narrator doesn't want to take a sin off, but he has Mm. like he has no choice. Well, I think maybe on the movies it's easier because a movie has a beginning, middle, end. It's done. But on the TV sin side, we're also trying to write as if he's, he's just only the watching episode. the episode. Right, so yeah. how would he know this is a life-changing performance if he's right. not watching any right. of the that's ones? And that's where you could have taken off a Gandolfini sin is if you had a Gandolfini moment in, a moment in that episode, in that episode yeah. where you're like, oh my goodness, watch yeah. him go. And uh, something tells me we might do another Sopranos at some point, you know? So Also, I was going to say, I really enjoy the ones too where he's, you know, the narrator will say something like, I was... You know, I probably should take a sin off for this, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we'll still give the sin, even though we just com- 100% complimented whatever the the situation yes, was. Yes, and, and you can almost hear all the commenters rage about that. <laughs> this, this leads perfectly into my comment for this week. Awesome. Um, because there's a comment in Shrek 4 that I think points this out. And I'm not going to give the person's name because I'm not trying to shame anybody. Do I'm, I'm really give not. <laughs> and you're not going to find it. Arr! It's buried in the comments. Buried in there. Um, but there is a comment in the Shrek 4 video that really points out to me the, this obliviousness that some people just have about what, what we're trying to do. The comment is, okay, so he, if he didn't unnecessarily add 500 sins the actual number of total sins is 121 not 621 that's <laughs> the whole comment he's doing the math and saying okay what is the sin total really here 
Listen, if you think that number means anything, <laughs> you have missed the point. <laughs> it's like whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. No, yeah. Like it's just it, like it blows my mind that somebody sat down and had to type. Yeah, guys, but remember there was a 500 cent edition in there, so really this video is 121, not 621. I just I'm like, let's take a step back. And let's realize what's going on here. It's just incredible what some people choose to focus on. Yeah. It's like that number is so unimportant. Yeah. Like we've done, um, like there was a, there was a music video when there might've even been a couple where Barrett gave like a, like a thousand cents to something. Oh, there's Uh, a, there's like a million sin moment in one of the home alone videos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that the Donald Trump, right. Is that the home alone too? Yeah, that's right. So I, yeah, I just, it's just, it's one of those, I can't, believe if you're even halfway paying attention you realize the sins don't matter do you know how many of the sins we do are just jokes but like maybe they're 12 (laughs) you know they're just they're on they're on youtube (laughs) i just you never know i just see somebody with a spreadsheet yeah it's just like a math person trying to figure it out there there may be a fun thing i maybe maybe there's a horrible idea and i should never even put it out into the ether but there may be a fun thing where somebody actually does the the math on actual sins versus joke sins versus right you know like different like running running cat gag sins compliment sins you know like where you actually break down which ones mean something but instead there are people who are like that's just a joke that shouldn't be a sin of the movie yeah Welcome. Oh, I see that. I see that thrown at us a lot. Like when yeah. people are complaining about us, they'll say something along, like on Twitter, they'll say something like, "I mean, most of them are just jokes." Yeah, that's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> Congratulations. We're trying to make you laugh, so we tell you jokes. <laughs> Anyways, that one that that one was a good example for me. So, Danae, what's your apology comment? Um, so, in all of my research of Sopranos, I uh, thought that the mother shot. Tony at one point because she thought it was a home invasion Mm -hmm. cannot find where I read that oh no and it was a comment that was like actually it was um uh the uncle that did it or whatever and I was like yeah I thought he got shot by both of them uh but I I I guess I was totally wrong I literally went back and part of my preparation for this episode going no i really i remember reading that mm-hmm. i can't find it yeah and i i probably because i went to over 20 websites while doing this episode sure so i just don't yeah. remember where i found it i couldn't find it i googled multiple versions couldn't find it so my conclusion is that it's not there it's not real she didn't shoot him she was involved in some sort of like vision that he had while he was in a coma uh but i don't remember reading that i remember reading yeah. that he was shot on accident during like the mom thought that a home invasion and and when i read that i thought oh that's interesting because in the first in, in this episode she talks about how you know it's dark outside and she's obviously paranoid and so it made sense to me that that would happen mm-hmm. so it's just one of those moments where you've done research but you could have done more Mm-hmm. which is probably always going to be true. And sometimes you just put something in that's not accurate. So apologies the, to the fans. And that's, that's the, okay, though. We're gonna, we make mistakes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of comment we, we love. Yeah. Like, I, I love knowing I, I don't love knowing I made a yeah, mistake. Exactly. I, hate, I hate making mistakes. Yeah. But I do love it because it means I get to know the actual truth, right? right. So I don't, I don't mind people nitpicking our nitpicks. I don't mind that at Absolutely all. I, 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 fi- I find that really fun, actually. But and, it's, and, it's and, when they don't understand yeah. what actual nitpicks are and what aren't. You know, there are times when we get something wrong where we probably would have taken the sin out if we 
we had known we got it wrong. And that's fine. That's great. We want to know that. But there are other times when we're obviously making a joke. And if you can't tell the difference, maybe it's just not the channel for you. You know what I mean? Like if your brain can't have fun, have fun with that yeah. and just if it means too much to you, guess what? It doesn't mean that much to us. The the comments were really appropriate. They're like, actually, it was uh, the uncle yeah, that did it. It wasn't like, you idiot. And, and, like, right. and that's the thing. Like, I hadn't watched the show in forever. And so when you wrote that, I just I remembered he had gotten shot. That sounded right to me. So I didn't look yeah. into it, you know, yeah. and. And I'm sure Barrett was the same when he looked over it. Aaron hadn't seen the show. I mean, stuff well, and happens. Barrett, Barrett talked last week, I think, or was it Chris the week before about, I think it was the week before with Chris. And he had mentioned that he had done research and he put like that uh, Frank Oz was the voice of. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and he had done his research and he's like, oh, it makes sense to me. So I'm kind of having one of those same moments here. But I still like the joke that it that was there. Right. If, if I could just change the word from shot by his own mother to shot by his own uncle, I would right. easily do that. But um, so that was my apology. I do have a, a comment too, but we're only doing one comment, right? Yeah. So I'll, you, just slide, I'll just slide it in real quick. It was from Music from Behind. This one was from Munib. Uh, this is this is what it reads. Okay, what do I do with this information? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully laugh. <laughs> uh, that one cracked me up. That's uh, all I have for this week. They, Jonathan, you said yes. And yeah. that just reminded me of so many of the jokes in the comments for the Billie Eilish, uh, actual <laughs> Billie Eilish video, uh, where it was like, uh, how long do you want your wings, Billie Eilish? Yes. yes. <laughs> all of the wings. Something like that. Uh, all right. Let's go on to your questions for this week. First one it comes to Jason, or comes to us from Jason. Uh, it was actually a second of two questions. And we did uh, the other one a while back. So I played D&D 20 plus years ago in high school, but was never a DM. My kids are at the point. I think we can have fun playing as a family, but I need help on campaigns. Can you recommend canned campaigns that are good for yes. rookie players in a rookie DM? Yes, I can. Obviously, I have a question. This, me, 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 pick me. Obviously, this is a question for Jonathan. Ah! Yeah, yeah. No, I have a question for Hey, DM is Dungeon Master, right? It is indeed. Yeah. Ooh, look at me. So yes. yes, Danae, this is obviously for you. <laughs> talk, talk a little. Okay, I'm uh, D &D. literally so excited for this question. Um, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on um, go Discord. On Discord, yeah. Discord yeah. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Okay, <clears throat> the floor is all mine. I'm so excited. Everybody, come over here. Listen to story time. <laughs> No, I'm really excited because I actually had a question come on Twitter, too, from a mother who I think her name is Jennifer, actually. And she's, she was like, hey, uh, I my children have been playing a D&D &D game with their Amazon Echo. I guess there's a game on the Echo mm -hmm. where you audibly interact. And she has like, I I'm going to botch it, but I want to say a six-year-old and an eight-year-old or something like that. And like her six-year-old always runs from the battles, but the eight-year-old wants to battle. So she's and she just realized they're playing D&D. So she was asking me, what should I do now? And my question to her was, which is why I'm really excited about this question today, um, what can I do next? And, and I, I said, do you have time? Because yeah, that's you, a big question. Because you as a dungeon master with your kids is such a fun role. I'm so looking forward. I hope my daughter wants to play with me someday. Because then if you are the dungeon master, you're the storyteller. You're in that power position of deciding what you want your children to be imagining. And if you want it to be scary, like if, if there's going to be like a they're killing a, a troll or something, you can just say 
the the troll is dead um whereas maybe more an adult game the dungeon master might describe how it dies and if you listen to a lot of dungeons and dragons podcasts or shows that's kind of some part of the fun of the game is that moment when you're realizing kind of what happens like if you if you deal the final blow you can kind of get to describe how you want to do it and and so for adults that's kind of an a weird yet fun thing that you can do just like playing video games you kind of like you're you're your K, like how you how you take them out is sort of part of the fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're a kid, that as a DM, you get to decide just to kind of move on from something or just describe things differently. So there's so you a can co- kind of tailor it to your exactly. own kids' personalities yeah. and yeah. And and so what I would recommend to to any parent who's wanting to try to to play with their children, you know your kids best, um, is to, to make a decision. What what direction do you want to go? I would do what this person was recommending, which is starting with something that exists. There's there's websites out there. The one that uh, I recommended and I looked up was called dndadventuresforkids.com. And they have pre, uh, and that's just the letters D in uh, D like Delta and like November D like Delta. So D N D adventures for kids.com is just one of the options out there and they have free material and you can just download and it tells you what to read and kind of the general idea of what you're going to be doing with your, with your kids. And once you kind of get into that role, maybe you want to start making up your own world. Maybe you want to just do one adventure, you know, per month or something and break it up. But uh, it's just, I don't know. It's such a fun thing to be able to be with your kids. And I've read many, like on Reddit, for example, I've read many conversations that parents have had that it changed the dynamic of their family because they all wanted to come to the table and play together. Yeah. And the kids were so excited to be imagining and playing and the excitement whenever you succeed and like when you're defeated by something that is like, oh, we're going to do better next time. And just the camaraderie that comes around. D&D does that for all kinds of relationships, coworkers and friends and family. So there are family-friendly adventure games out there. So that's just one of them. If you want to look up other ones, just do like a Google search for family-friendly or kid-friendly D&D. And there's many blogs out there. And there's also different kinds of rules that you'll find. So don't get bogged down in the details. Just try one out. See if it feels right. And if it doesn't feel right, there's probably forums or other resources through that website. Maybe you could write to them and say, hey, this is something that's weird for us. Do you have another idea? And they might have an idea for you because there's lots of different games. Um, You know, if you're going to do like the full blown fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, that's a huge rule book. Like it's a lot to learn. So don't think you have to go all the way to like the the big tabletop. Just get it. Just get excited and get started wherever you are. And I'm really excited. So if you do this, please tell me how it goes. <laughs> I'm so excited for this question. So thank you there for writing. Are, uh, we live in an era of great tabletop games, too, that aren't Dungeons & Dragons. So there are exactly. a lot of, you know, games... That, that, uh, that are the same, same kind of thing, adventure-type yeah. games, but different rules. Right, imagination games. When you just said tabletop games, I was just thinking, like, board games. I was like, you yeah. mean, like, Trouble? <laughs> yeah, like Trouble. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this thing called Uno. Candyland? It's, it's amazing. Oh, my daughter was addicted to Uno for the longest time. <laughs> Weren't we all? I do have a question, though. You mentioned, like, I think she said she had two kids. Is that right? I think so. Uh, so does it matter how many you have? 
like how many players you have like can you just like if it was just a father and daughter or whatever father and son no i don't think it matters i'm well maybe the more the more people it might you might have to change your expectations for what you can accomplish at the table Uh because the more people playing the more opinions that are going to be given the more so it's actually better probably with just two people two or three it depends on what you're looking for, I yeah. imagine. Uh, the, oh. the game that, that uh, Danae introduced me to that I think of that's not D&D at all, but it's a cooperative game and the yeah. name is slipping my brain where uh, there's, like you're trying to prevent an outbreak. It starts with a P, I think. Oh, Pandemic. Yeah, Pandemic. So there's this I game. like Gubs. <laughs> well, you did introduce me to Gubs as well, which is yeah. a fun card game. But Pandemic is one of those games where you can play with two players, three players, or four players, mm-hmm. um, and it's a definite different experience the more players you have because it's a cooperative game and in you're many playing ways against the board you're playing against the board oh, as okay. a team um in dungeon and dragons is kind of that way in in many ways now, yeah you have a dungeon master who's going to decide how things go mm-hmm. but you ca- kind of are playing as you're a group with the, a yeah. objective yep and so yeah i think it just it just changes it i don't know that one's better than another no, depending it, on your preferences i guess it, but if you are a really imaginative person like so we've talked about this a little bit before we'll bring it up i'll bring it up just real briefly again so we can get to the next question but um so one of the ideas that's floating around that's been mentioned is maybe at sins week doing a one shot where i'm the dungeon master and the guys are all playing D. well in quote-unquote normal D world it'd be like okay you start off in a tavern and you're adventurers and there's a spice merchant that wants you to guard their spice wagon while you travel mm-hmm. from here to the next town right. right but i'm doing something in my mind that i'm creating that's just totally different it's very sci-fi it's it's and i'm gonna use the rules i know how to play with to right. create something and I'm going to limit some of the rules, too, because it doesn't if we're going to do this in front of a live audience, it needs to be short, quick and fun. It doesn't need to be like a campaign or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you if if you if you listen to D&D or you're having fun with it, you can kind of do whatever you want, just depending on if you like to be imaginative and, and plan these things. But for the sake of just the mental overload of being a parent already and like just do something that already exists and see if you like it. And if you like it, all the work's been done for you. Very nice. Uh, let's move on to Nico's question. I love listening to you guys, and it's uh, fun listening to behind the scenes information, behind the scenes information on behind the scenes. I was wondering which movies that were done before you guys joined that you wish you could have written for, either because you loved the movie or absolutely hated it. I really like this question. I do too. Um, so, yeah, who wants to start? Uh, maybe I'll start this one. Um, I'll start with the one I would have, uh, done, wanted to do because I hate the movie. And then I'll do the one I want to do because I love the movie. Well, we'll finish with the love. The hate is last airbender. Um, man, I would have written probably a 45 minute script on the last airbender. Uh, that movie is trash in so many ways. And I would have loved just digging into it. And part of that comes from how much I love the animated series. I was going to say, that's kind of like your biggest disappointment film, right? Ever. Easily. Ever. (laughs) There's never been an experience like this for me where I walked out of a theater just destroyed by what they did to something I love. Um, and, and especially considering that they is M night Shyamalan. And it's like, 
I I love M Night Shyamalan. I loved. I defended most of his stuff that most people wouldn't defend. And you uh, still have friends. And I and somehow I do still have friends. <laughs> uh, but man, so that was just kind of like the uh, the gut punch of the whole thing. And it's just so wrong in almost every way. That I, movie, I've never watched it. That's the only film of him's I've never watched. Well, I he has a couple early ones before Six Sense I haven't seen, but. That's the only one of his like since Six Sense I've just never watched. It's just because people like you and I don't have an I don't have an attachment to the show. I do want to watch the show at some point. Oh, the show's so great. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to do that. Um, but yeah, the, the never show had an is great. Uh, the the sequel to the show is great. The Legend of Korra is really good. It's mm-hmm. not quite as good as uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, but anyways, it was like he asked at like Avatar: Last Airbender fans what the worst possible decision he could make in every instance was and used it. Like that's this movie is just like, it's like it's meant to insult the fans of the show. Um, gotcha. So, I mean, I, again, I, I think I've told this story, but I went and watched this with my, at the time, seven, eight year old son. I'd have to look at what year it came out, but my seven year old walked out going just like listing all the things and the ways it destroyed the, you know, the animated cartoon. So, even through a child's eyes, he couldn't find the joy in it. Uh, it's that bad. So, yeah, I would have I would have treasured tearing that one apart. So that's my my hate it. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I, I actually didn't think I didn't do one that I hated. Um, I I was thinking it was either or. So, but um, I just put a few different ones down. But the one I really caught my interest. It's not one of my favorite movies, but I really do enjoy it. Was Back to the Future Two? Just because I thought that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, just playing around with the the time travel issues, yeah, and just yeah, the the callbacks to the first one, and just the way the plot moves forward. Um, I do think I like that movie more than most people, but um, but that was one that just caught my attention. That I yeah, thought that would be, would really be a cool. fun one. That would yeah. totally be a fun one. I totally agree. Danae? I also misunderstood a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't think he misunderstood. He just I, answering I, the question. Differently. I mean, here's here's how I'm answering the question. Uh, a movie that I wish I would have sinned, but I can't find if I if it's been sinned. Ooh, so maybe you still have a shot. I could still have a <laughs> shot. It's Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been sinned. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it never will be, <laughs> unless you like write like on your own, like you just write a script and like guys, I did went ahead and did the script. Guys, this is for you. <laughs> and you narrate it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I loved that movie. I'm thinking of one that when I I saw I don't I, I saw it. Dead Fred. I saw it when I was little. <laughs> I saw it when I was little, and I loved it so much. And then I recently was listening to a podcast where they uh, kind of like tear, like they talk about movies after they watch them. And it was this the 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 people that are the hosts of the show and the co-hosts of the show were at arms about whether it was a good movie or a bad movie. Uh-huh. And listening to them defend the movie and question the movie made me want to watch it again and it just like it reignited this me- like I was having all these memories of just watching this movie and having such a great time when I was little. So I think because I have it in my recent memory bank that's why I'm saying it because again I'm the kind of person that forgets my favorite stuff. Right. So I also decided to go and like look through older, you know, CinemaSins movies and there was one that I was, I thought, okay, I liked that one. It might have been interesting to sin or it might have been difficult cuz I I'm like there's nothing wrong with that movie. Right, yeah, yeah. So, and that one's Forrest Gump. 
Ah, I did send Forrest Gump. You I did? was on that script. Was yeah. it hard? Because it's so good. No, that movie is awful. <laughs> oh, no. you really dislike that movie? I well, I became very aware of how bad that movie is when I was sending it. Um, I beforehand, I was just kind of. I never loved it like a lot of people. Yeah, do. I've, I've never loved it, but I, I it's watchable. Yeah, it's definitely watchable. But I love some, Tom Hanks, so you're yeah, all, you guys yeah, are on dangerous yeah. ground right now. I mean, straight, straight from the point where the mom is, like, betting the principal to get her son into school. Like, it's just there's a lot of really interesting stuff in that movie yep. that people mm-hmm. forget about. Um, no, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Joking. The uh, trauma that joke. it's have on him is he's sitting like out there. maybe, like, Hook would have been one too because i liked yeah. Hook growing up that one yeah. that one would have been fun Hook would have been interesting but i think those would be hard because you, i like them so. you could have given me a millennium to guess which movie you would have come out and drop dead fred would have never <laughs> come out of my lips and you're like uh, the wizard yeah i like i would have guessed maybe like titanic since you've you know never I've gotten never a, seen right titanic. so that would be like a fun one to have to go in and sin uh, like, how have you, you never right? seen titanic right so oh, that's what i'm saying as, the one, as you have this perspective on titanic that literally nobody else has because everybody else has seen it i know that, that you could you jack know. it's he's in the water guys <laughs> And the door is big enough. I know. That. I mean, good for you. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's fine. I just that's just that's insane to me. Uh, uh, I would go with as far as the one that I love that I think would have been fun to be involved in or any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, and they did those pretty early on. Did they? Yeah, like within the first year. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. So that'd I, be hard. It would be it, it would be fun. I don't know. I really enjoy sending great movies. There there would be I would definitely find a way to send that they eliminated the actual ending of the book because mm, that but the books don't matter. So. Shut up. Um, <laughs> 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 the the patronizing look on your face. Mm, sorry to tell you. Sorry, I already cut that sin, that imaginary sin that you didn't write. Here, let's. I would find a way yeah. to slide that in. That's kind of the fun, right? Like, is be finding a creative way to do sins that we normally wouldn't do. Maybe. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I, but yeah, because yeah, I really uh, we we played around with that a lot in the It miniseries. Yes, the yeah. book versus the movie. Um, like, yeah, and like Jaws, like you said, you know, sending great movies, you know, they did Jaws before we came on. That would have been a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Citizen Kane. I also wrote down Rocky Four because I just have a weird, like, I have a weird love of that movie that I just think most people don't. Like, I know people do legitimately like the movie, and then there's people that really, really hate that movie. That's Drago, um, right? That's, the, that's yeah, Drago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it, my favorite Rocky. Well, I would argue that Creed Two actually made it a better movie. No, I totally agree, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I love Rocky Four, so that'd be fun. And then um, Sinister is just personally my favorite Sins video, I think. So I don't know if I really could have added anything to that, but just because it's my favorite, I thought I'd mention that one. <laughs> you want your and, name on it? Today's eyes just lit up. She oh, saw yeah. something. Well, what did I you see? I started to go back through. I saw Fifth Element and Labyrinth. I uh, mean, so I'm now yeah. like, oh my God. I almost mentioned Labyrinth. I need to go back and watch these just to kind of see what you guys found. Yeah. Because I... I definitely loved those as well. But you know what I'm having a hard time is I'm having a hard time finding ones that I hated. So, Probably because you flush movies you hate. Like, I, I mean, it's not something you yeah. hold on to. I thought to. for sure you were going to say, like, I wish I had written Saul 2. <laughs> Uh, good question. Yeah, that's that a great fun. question, Nico. Thank you for that. Again, if you want to get us a question, it's very easy. Email us. Behind the sins pod at gmail.com is the email. Uh, let's go beyond the sins. To infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wildest dreams. 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. We'll chat about something else from the world of pop culture uh, that you've seen recently. Uh, can be good, can be bad, can be ugly. What are you thinking, Jonathan? What's your uh, Beyond the Sins? So I started, I, I have not finished the the series yet, but I've got three episodes into a new Netflix series that I believe dropped on Thursday of this past week, and it is called The Island. Uh, okay. Like Island, but it's I-Land. Okay. Have you heard about this or no. seen anything? No, okay. nothing. So... There was a show in 2010 called, it only lasted a season, it was called Persons Unknown. Okay. And it was, the premise of it was these people wake up like in a hotel and uh, they don't know why they're there. They don't know who they are. They just have amnesia, right? Oh, I right? remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a show, and it was actually created by Christopher McQuarrie. It's a pretty cool show. It only lasted oh, a season. Um, and then there was a show in 2013 called Siberia, which was... Also, and these are kind of like basically like Lost being popular, kind of created this whole like subgenre of television shows. There was a show called Siberia where these uh, contestants go to what they think is a these people go to what they think they are competing on a reality TV show in Siberia, and it ends up being something very different. Um, and that only lasted a season. But I swear to God, the guy who created this, Anthony Salter, this is his only IMDb credit too, is the Island. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he watched both of these shows and decided to combine them. And um, currently, this show has a 4.2 rating on IMDb. That is unfair. This show is bananas. <laughs> and I mean, in the best way possible. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. This um, is bananas. B-A-N-A-S. Yeah, it's these uh, these no. people wake up on okay. an island in the first episode, and um, they don't know how they got there, basically. And then just shit hits the fan. You know, it just gets crazier. Um, Like I said, I've only watched the first three episodes. I've had a blast with it. I can, I'm, I'm sure from like, if we wanted to get into like, you know, the, the technical aspects of it, maybe it's not the best thing ever, but it's so fun. (laughs) I I think, I I think you'll know pretty much from the first like 10 minutes, whether you're going to get involved in this or not. Um, Natalie Martinez is in it. She's a TV veteran. She was in the show The Crossing from a couple years ago. She was also in Under the Dome, um, Detroit 187. Kate Bosworth is on it. And then there's a few other people you'll recognize kind of come up in supporting roles, but I don't really want to say too much about it. And I will say, I only watched three episodes, but the third episode, they do go in, they kind of let you know at least a little bit of what's going on. Hmm. Um, It's only seven episodes. I'm assuming it's a one-off because they're calling it a limited series. And based okay. on the reviews and stuff, I'm assuming they're not bringing it back. But, it's, called, um, it's called The Island? Yeah, but it's like I-Land. The Island. Yeah. I'm, I've, I'll probably finish it this week, but I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. And uh, it could be at the end of it I, I go back, but I, I can't imagine it gets any less fun than it's already been. So ignore the IMDb rating if any of this sounds interesting to you and just... <laughs> And just dive right in, no pun intended. Is it is it a horror thriller? Uh, I would I would say more like mystery sci fi. So more like okay. Lost. Cool. Okay. It's oh, it is one hundred percent a Lost clone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, and it's crazy they're still making these. Um. But that show Manifest, you know, is is which it's the second season, I guess, is premiering soon. That's very much a Lost clone. So all these years later, they're still they're still doing these. Yeah, and they, I'm okay with that. 
it's it's like it's like that Die Hard thing where it's like now yeah. it's Die Hard on a boat, now it's Die Hard on a, and then it gets all the way back around, but, and now it's Die Hard in a building, well, and so it's it, like it's now it's Lost on an island. Hey, yeah, that's and where like we even started. when Lost was on, there was all those like one and dones, like flash forward and the event, and I like watched all those, and I for, for the most part enjoyed them. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is about these. It's just a very it's I think it's just a very easy thing to get to get interested in just because of the mystery element. Yeah. Um, makes sense. And then sometimes you ignore the terrible acting and shitty production design as one must. Yeah. Uh, Danae, what do you got? What should be on the sins? Well, I don't know if this has been mentioned before. Jonathan, have you ever mentioned webtoon? I haven't. No. Okay. So while I was on vacation, I, um, I was on the tweeters and there was this beautiful, a comment that was made or like a tweet by, by this woman who was talking about like she was unhealthy and has this is like totally unrelated to okay. what i'm talking about this is a this is useless backstory and i realized you're that. sitting yourself right now yes Ding. so actually i think i retweeted her she, she had this really great perspective about how she was like skinny and then now she's thick and works out oh, and I how saw that she's retweet. so much healthier yeah it's a body image kind of yeah, thing and yeah and I, I loved it uh, it got a lot of. She puts a like, muscle on, and she yeah. looks different. And... and she even said, "Like I'm not meant to be under 168 pounds." Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Thank you, you yeah. know, thanks for being no, was great. Like a bold person." Yeah. So she had a comic. She like one of her comments in her in her like little thread mm-hmm. was, "Wow, this is getting a lot of attention. If you want to learn more about me, I write a web comic." It was a link to Webtoons, which I've never heard of before. Well, they have an app too, so that was the start of me. The name of her comic is Webtoons, no, or the it's, place it's, where you can find it. Yeah. Oh, okay. She posted on this place. So, guys, if you're into web comics like I am, this is Danae found your crack is, house. This is danger ground. <laughs> um, I found her comic. I subscribed to it, and then they have it where like this this app uh, again called Webtoon lets you see like the releases that have come out that day so you can Hmm. see if it's monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday now it's a lot there's a lot of content so you can ask it or you can like organize by what type of comic you want to read the very first one that i read was called lore olympus it is definitely like more uh, i'm gonna say r-rated probably but it is so good and I highly recommend if you like comics to read it. It's by Rachel Rachel Smith. She has an incredible gift, very artful, and it's like the Olympus gods, but sort of reimagined in modern culture. But her art is something that's just really, really different and beautiful. Oh. So after I finished that one on my vacation, I thought, well, what should I do now? And this leads me back to uh billy eilish's video so i'm looking at all the genres and there's a thriller genre there's a horror genre and then there's like a thriller one i thought well i don't Mm want to do but i was looking at some of the top ones that are completed because i don't want to get stuck in another thing where every single monday wednesday friday saturday Mm, sunday interesting i wanted to read something that was done so i decided to read a thriller comic called hive by Kai Wait, is this Sam your Beyond Kim. the Sins? This is it. Okay, Ed. we finally got there. Shut up. I've written down four things I in know. the notes so far. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. I just... I, I thought we were doing Webtoons, the I app. Know. I well, thought maybe we it. were doing Laura it's Olympus. It's all of it. It's all of it. So... But no, it's Hive. Yeah. If you like guns, if you like bugs, if you like tanks, and if, if you like people turning into bugs... Um, <laughs> Did you say if you like tanks? Yep. This is for you. All you uh, tank fans. Yeah. 
this this was the strange i am so not used to or this is not the thing i normally do yeah but there is like so much and it's a thriller with some gore in it so it kind of gets gross and they kind of blur it out so maybe to stay in the thriller category instead of the gore category but there's like people growing parts and stuff so i'm watching billy eilish and like triggered because i read the entire comic while i was on vacation up until like midnight one o'clock in the morning just and it's it's panel after panel after panel of people shooting bugs and stuff so anyhow i actually did kind of enjoy it but it's a long one and it's a lot of fighting uh and (laughs) and survival after bugs take over the world so it's called hive called hive all right Anyway, I recommend Webtoons, and then if you want a couple to try out, get Laura Olympus. <laughs> and if you like thrillers, Tanae maybe refuses try to follow the rules. I can't help myself. Hey, I've been gone. That's I had so wreck. much to talk about. Yeah. I, I apologize. No, hey, real good. quick, can I say something though before Aaron does his? Um, you were mentioning the whole body image thing. Yeah. I have recently. Uh, well, I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to lose some weight. I've. I've reached a number that I'm not a huge fan of, and I need to get healthier in general. But um, just first off, researching stuff like that online is annoying as hell because everything pops up. It's like, here's a diet plan we want you to purchase. But when you look up your ideal weight, have you ever done this? Oh, it it's is ridiculous. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mine was 145. I am 5'8". Yeah. I would look like a stick of like... I would look like an asparagus stick or something. I don't even know what I would look like if I was 145. A character from VeggieTales. <laughs> yes, it, I would it, look like a character from VeggieTales, a skinny character from VeggieTales. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, our weight is one of the easiest things to measure. Yeah. Um, but we would be much better to talk about cardiorespiratory health. We would be exactly. much better to talk about fat percentage. That's actually something that does impact our overall health is, mm-hmm. you know, what our body fat percentage is. Um, but BMI is ridiculous uh, because it's based on weight and height only. And there are so many different factors. If I were to be a healthy B, even just in the, the overweight range for my height, um, I would be a, st- I have pictures of me looking like a stick at 245. I'm supposed yeah. to be 210. To be in yeah, the to be in the overweight range, one eighty five is what I'm supposed to be to be considered healthy. I'm technically at my skinniest, like fifteen to twenty pounds into the obese range. So it's it's BMI is ridiculous for some body types. It just does not work. So yeah, I think it's it's just a matter of uh, first of all understanding the difference between health and uh appearance those are two different things two different goals neither oh, one of them sure. is awful but you know and then also understanding you know the relation of your weight to those goals well so, that's like when somebody says they lost a lot of weight you're, you know that's not always a good thing you know? it depends yeah. yeah yeah you can do that in a very unhealthy way and be very unhealthy at a lighter weight so mm-hmm. i i like to uh retweet or even like on instagram try to promote certain uh channels or people or whatever you want to call them um who who have the better image whether it's sharing pictures of what real moms look like postpartum things like that or real dads stop censoring motherhood just these kinds of sites that just share pictures of real people and their real bodies body diversity body diversity body diversity and then and then from there you know you find people who you'll read in the comments that are just sharing these really bold stories and you just, I just keep following those people and so now my social media culture is large in part very supportive people who are really encouraging and very vulnerable and that's who I want to surround myself with mm-hmm. in, as best I can so um, that's why I retweeted 
you know, that person. Because I, I loved I loved that she was, this picture is me when I'm skinny and I wasn't okay. Like mentally I wasn't okay. Health-wise, I was doing things that weren't great. Now I'm eating, I'm lifting, and I shouldn't be under 168 pounds. And I was like, that's such a cool thing to and say. And she's so much healthier. Yeah, and she's happy and she's, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Good for you for like making change. Um, and then just keep finding people that give you that the right true perspective of health. Yeah. Yeah. And I always find it so valuable for me to check my motives to, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I wanting to quote unquote lose weight to and, get that sponsorship? You yeah, want. I need that. Yeah. I need that sponsorship. Money. I need yeah. that. Need You're that so green. twisted. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, my beyond the sins. I have several options and I think I want to go with something I really liked. I want to talk about something I loved. Um, I recently saw late night, which is uh, Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Mindy, Mindy Kaling wrote it. Uh, it's been out for a while. It's on Amazon. Amazon. If you How have, was it? If you have Amazon, you've got access to it. I loved it. You I, did? I really, really liked it. I wondered if I'd like that um, one. Mindy Kaling is a huge talent. She's a great writer. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. What? Why are you? Why are you laughing? I just. I think I remember that she said something like, "Do you want me to talk white? You know, to make the <laughs> the people in the boardroom feel more comfortable with her talking, yeah, without an accent. Yeah. I don't. Is that in this movie? I don't know. Okay. That's why I'm laughing because I, I. It just, might be. I, She's she's here's the reason I I, I kind of tiptoeing around the fact that I've I've never been a huge fan of her acting. Oh, okay. like um she's funny. I think she's a really funny comedian and mm-hmm. funny, but I don't know that I've ever seen her and thought, wow, what a great actor. Like I believe that character she's playing. It's usually some version of herself, which by the way is a lot of actors uh, have that. Um, but she's really good in this. But Emma Thompson is the reason to watch. Emma Thompson is a legend, and she is so I. I literally can't imagine anybody else that could pull this off, what this role entails, because she's playing a fictional late night host that has had her show for 23 years. We've never had a female late night host uh, that has had a show with that kind of longevity and been a legend in the industry. So mm-hmm. she is playing a completely fictional character that does not know. Uh, there is no, no reference. reference to this in yeah. the real world. And you believe every second of it. And the way this movie deals with gender issues, the way it deals with comedy issues, some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about free speech and how do you say things. Uh, the way it deals with the Me Too movement in this is very interesting. Uh, John Lithgow is great as her husband in this. There's a, a really uh, beautiful storyline between the two of them. And it's funny. There's a lot of laughs. Uh, I had a really good time. My wife, uh, I will do this thing where I have a backlog of movies that I need to watch. And I'll just throw them up on the screen and to ask my wife, hey. Which movie do you want to watch tonight? I have to watch them all at some point anyway if I'm going to be educated about this year in film. So which one do you want? And she picked Late Night, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And we had a great time. Like, I was probably four minutes in, and I was like, oh, I like this movie. This That's is a good. lot of fun. I'll check so, it out. Yeah, I, I, it's a recommend from me. Um, I can't remember. It's been so long. I don't even remember what the buzz on this is. I don't know what it has in Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if people in general like it. Uh, but I know I did, and I think... Yeah, uh, it got a... I mean, it got like I 80%. guess a semi-wide release. It's a it's a six point six on IMDb, eighty percent mm. on Rotten Tomatoes, and a, and a seventy-one on Metacritic. Yeah, no, seventy-one on Metacritic. Six point six on IMDb might as well be a ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting you say that about Mindy Kaling because outside of like The Office, and I did not watch her sitcom. 
uh, that she did after that. I've only seen her in Wrinkle in Time, I think. Based on, like, you know, Storm Reed is in Wrinkle in Time. And I remember when we when we send Wrinkle in Time, I was like, man, I don't want to knock on child actors, but God, I don't know what Storm Reed. I don't know if she's that good of an actress. Well, I just saw the movie Don't Let Go a couple weeks ago that she's in. And I, I, I'm now, between this and what you're saying about Mindy Kaling, we can judge nobody by how they performed in Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> well, it is a reminder that a lot of people make a performance. It's not just the actor. Yeah. It's the editor, the director. Writers. Which, you know, take, you choose the writers. The boom mic holder. Well, in this, in, he's, he or she is very important. Uh, but in this specifically, her talent on display is her writing. She wrote this this movie, and it is so sharp. Mindy, Mindy Kaling wrote it? Yeah. She is oh, okay. such a great cool. writer uh, and she wrote on the office uh you know i just i and she wrote her own show which is very sharp comedically mm-hmm. um i i just think she is one of our great comedy writers and she needs to start being thought of as such by more people um who aren't on that train so but that combined with uh, in possibly great Emma Thompson performance and the humor that that alone is makes it a great watch that's not, awesome. i mean just seeing a great Emma Thompson performance i'm i'm sold I can't remember the last time, like, I mean, I'm sure she's done some stuff I just haven't seen recently, but, like, I just, I can't remember the last time I was just, you know, I saw her in something really great. Well, Danae has been doing the pee-pee dance Guys, for about I half an hour, so. so bad. I have to be <laughs> no, so bad. No, you're good. I feel, like, I feel like what we should do is we should start taking a break halfway through. Like, when the internet went down, instead of the shenanigans about the whole ogre giant and the unicorn, I should have peed. Jonathan knows nothing about. I should have gone pee. That's what I should have done. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. (laughs) Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. And go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Gotta Go P. And he is at Sam Lewis. There there probably is an at. She's got to go P. There's got to be that. No, at Danae Says. And he is at Sam Lewis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSendsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. It's so hard to tell when we're recording. Why am I so tiny? That's where we are now. That's where we live. Oh, oh we're so cute. We're like teeny <laughs> tiny miniature people. Look at our little miniature sound wave. It's so adorable. Oh, why is everything adorable when it's tiny? I hope today's show goes all right. Why wouldn't it? Well, the internet could just stop at any second. Well, that's true. Unless We should get Jonathan I, on the phone then, shouldn't we? Unless I brought the Wi-Fi like, aura with me. You did. Whenever I walked into the studio, it just started. Yeah. People don't know this about you. You're actually a Wi-Fi access point. Hmm. <laughs> that was a that was a weird response to that today. No, it feels very powerful. It I'm does. enjoying it. <laughs> uh, I lost my phone charger. Well, I'm sorry. Your I've, life's over. I've been going to bed at night with like 54% battery and then waking up with like 42, even though my phone isn't doing anything, but yeah. just laying there, it just loses life. Sure. Of course. It's just like us, really humans. <laughs> we, just, we go to sleep one night and we've lost a percentage of our life the next day. We were just talking about our phone plans. Not the ones that you pay monthly. No, no, no. The, our plans on getting new phones. Yeah. So you're going to oh, gotcha. get a new Pixel 2? I want to, but... I definitely am. 
I did my time. I If I can make it two years on a phone, I feel like I did my time. I can buy a fancy new phone. Mine's only like a year, though. Yeah. So, so, you, so are you guys just anti-Apple? Uh, yes. Well, only in that it's a much worse phone. <laughs> I was in wireless for like six years, though, doing purchasing. And um, yeah, it's a that's a crazy thing where like people are so adamant for one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I've tried all of them, and I switched to an Android so that I would have more of an ability to design how my phone interacts with me instead of it just being one way, and that was it. Yeah. And and then I um, switched to a Pixel, and then I switched to a Note. And I, reg- the only reason that I like my Note is because it has the stylus. I remember when you were making that decision. It was a really hard decision. And I warned you. Yeah, you did. And then, like, a week <laughs> later, you were like... I made the wrong decision. Hey, hey, I feel like we did this with my dogs, too. (laughs) Listen, I think the lesson is listen to Aaron. I think this is the lesson. Yeah, I definitely have to deal with my anti-Apple bias. It's certainly something I have. And I think it just it's one of those things I think we can all have happen to us where Mm -hmm. you where something is so beloved by so many people and you just don't see it. And you're just like you're trying to wake them up. And so it becomes an anti-bias, even though it's not really like I feel like if Apple made a better phone, I would probably be an Apple person. But it just doesn't fit my lifestyle, doesn't fit what I do. But then it turns into this thing where it's like, no, Android's better. And I don't know why that happens. It's such a human thing. Can we talk about Zack Snyder just for a second? (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Let me look up who you're talking about, though, because, you know, names just don't trigger things for me. Zack Snyder. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Is this is this a cult? In the same way we were just talking about, in the same way I'm in the Android cult, in the same way people are in, you know, the Apple cult. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we find things we love and we defend them to the, you know, to the ends of the earth. I saw somebody on Twitter. <laughs> okay. This is how all good stories start, by the way. Yes. <laughs> there, was, there was some tweet. Um, maybe, maybe it was Zach himself was responding to some hate a reaction from news. This was like last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he it, the the tweet was something like uh, the the person that he was responding to was maybe like a movie critic and he he said, "Wow, this was really hurtful." You know, this was too Oh no, that was David Ayer. Yeah, I think you're talking about David Ayer's. Same person? No. <laughs> But he did direct the DC movie. Yes. David Ayers and Zack Snyder are the same person today. Hey, hey, listen. People can change their names overnight. Yeah. Today, how was your vacation? Oh, uh, it was so horrible. Yeah? Yeah, there was like sunshine outside. (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. That was good. You know, I think it's important to just step away from all of the responsibilities and chaos. I was really proud of you. I didn't see you on Discord, but maybe like once. Yeah, well, I still, uh, as I said in last week's episode, the little extras, I, I did go on and look probably mm-hmm. about eight times, but no, I, I made myself not interact and get in conversations and such. Yeah, that's really healthy. Yeah, yeah. I I think I didn't realize how much I needed to get away, Um, so it took me a, like a day to just sort of like start calming down, and then I really began to enjoy myself, but we didn't have one of those packed family vacations where we're doing all the touristy things it was legitimately mm-hmm. we're at this resort that has this gorgeous lazy river pool thing and we're just gonna stay here yes and we're going to float in the water and we're going to eat 
food that we make and just chill. Yes, to, see, that's a vacation. I took a nap almost every day. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Yes to all of that, except maybe floating in the water to stay in the room. <laughs> right. And making your own food. Have it delivered. Because I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to go full out vacate on your vacation, mm-hmm. just lay in the bed and let people feed you. There is something interesting that happens every time I come back from this particular resort or resorts that are similar to it, which is that when you get home, we both, my husband and I went into this cleaning frenzy because a resort is is so clean and and minimalistic. You just Mm -hmm. have your basic needs and that's it. And so when you get back home, depending on like what condition you left it in, in in our case, it was disaster house. Stuff was everywhere and still is. So we have some work to do, but my husband decided to deep clean the refrigerator Oh, nice. So we get home and he disappears for a good hour and he's totally focused on pulling everything out of the refrigerator and wiping it down and cleaning it. I have become a fridge cleaner. I clean our fridge every week. When did this happen to me? When did I start adulting like that? Is that part of getting old? Do you just automatically start doing this kind of stuff? Well, like- here, here's the, here's how you know. Do you have diapers yet? Because <laughs> if you're if you're wearing man sized diapers, you are definitely we, old. We've been through this, Danae. I don't. There's nothing. It's just it's just my <laughs> oh, shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might change your mind as you get older. Oh, yes. <laughs> if diapers are necessary, underwear becomes very yeah. necessary. Yep. How long does it take you to prep for the show, Jonathan? I mean, I rewatch everything, or in some cases, I mean, I watch stuff for the first time, and um, I make notes and all that. So maybe, maybe an hour. Yeah, I'm at about two hours. I'm about an hour and a half. Yeah, my favorite part has become watching the actual music video that the Sins video is based on. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that during the show. I like that has become my my favorite part of doing the the prep for for these shows. So oh, we're gonna talk about that. Oh, I got you. Yeah, see, I. I watch the video before I do watch the edit. Danae, did you just say boobies? Um, I don't know. You'll have to go back and listen. (laughs) (laughs) You think that's why that's my favorite part? listen. You're the one that's looking up sexual escapades. Listen, I have given the wrong impression during this podcast. (laughs) I just realized that maybe eating this mint is just a really bad idea. Yeah, in general, throwing something (laughs) in your mouth during a recording session, Danae. I apologize. I'm going to try to eat this real fast. Of the things that you could put in your mouth. I can't can't tell at all. I just thought that was your voice. Okay. Of the things you could put in your mouth during a recording session, Danae, something that you have to actually suck on for an extended period of time, probably a bad idea. I apologize. Listen, you're not even ready yet, so we're good. Literally, you... If we actually were recording the show, then it'd be one thing, but you're taking your sweet-ass time. Listen, this is on the outtakes. Literally, Danae, you suck. Oh, thank you. I'm one of those suckers. Sucker! I'm almost done, so you better be You better be ready. I'm ready. I would like to say, though, when Aaron was like, putting something in your mouth that you have to suck on. For an extended make, period like, of the time. the little kid in me laugh, but it totally did. <laughs> oh, my God. Jonathan, did you see the Discord chat about Danae Likes the D? I wasn't able to figure out where it started, but I did see Danae Likes the D. Well, it, yeah. it started with me, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, okay. That was Aaron. Do you remember how? What did I say? It wasn't that. I mean, it was. It was. So was it Danae likes the dicer? No, 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 no. It was. I said Discord loves the D, meaning Danae. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and then it and then yeah. it, it it kept I can evolving. See where that went off the rail. Devolving, evolving. Yeah. I got I got several messages after that going. Hey, you okay? <laughs> Is that too far? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how all of us have asked you that at one point. Yeah, I like, actually are you doing okay? Genuinely appreciate it. Although I, I feel like maybe I should say just for the record, because I, I was I was added on Twitter about my porn obsession. I'm not obsessed with porn. <laughs> that it's was okay if you are. That... <laughs> nothing to be ashamed of. It's a glass house. <laughs> where's where's the level on obsessed? Where does Obsession that where is, does that turn I was, from? I was casually aware. <laughs> are, you, are you demanding the the Snyder cut? Porn? Oh no! Forty one is my favorite number. Yeah, that is that is specific. Oh, I can give you all the reasons. Oh, you, no. you ready for this? Oh, Denae's heard this hey. a million times. All right, I'm gonna go to Discord. Bye. <laughs> You want to know why 41 is my favorite number? Yeah, yeah, sure. So there are many numbers that hold uh, religious, spiritual value. Uh, yeah, yeah, have, like seven, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Sure. 40 is one of those numbers. It's a number that symbolizes uh, completion. It's a number that symbolizes, you know, wholeness, right? Does well, that come from the 40 days, 49? Yes, yeah. The, you'll, okay. you'll hear it and stuff like that, right? There's also, in science fiction, the idea that 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything from Douglas mm-hmm, Adams. Yeah, the Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's right? So I like to think of life as something that never has an end. You're always growing. You're always moving. So it's one beyond completion, but it's also never perfect. And so you're never quite to 40 uh, two, uh, so right there in between forty and oh, 42. that's a really cool reason, and uh, as well as the fact that it's a really sexy number. Like it's got it's it's just like you know the four and the one are very angular and interesting, and I like that. Plus, it's a prime number. It's a very cool prime mm-hmm. number. So no other two uh, numbers go into it. And uh, the honest answer is, it was my number when I played basketball in high school. There you go. <laughs> Numerology is fascinating because once yeah. you fall in love with a number, you will see it everywhere. It's everywhere. just it's yeah. just the way the human mind works. Like the number forty. One follows me around. Yeah, because I made you aware of it. Uh, well, it's weird. It happens all the time. It seems to. It's no, that... no. I, it's been uh. my since meeting you. It has been my hotel number uh-huh. three times. Yeah. It has been the number that people give me like on d- tags to like mm-hmm. go back and pick something up. Yeah. It'll be on there. Yeah. When I was in the American Idol experience down at Disney, my number was forty one zero forty one. How is this happening? When I did uh, Chick Fil A. Uh, when I stayed up all night to get free Chick Fil A, what was your number? Number forty one. Guys, this is this is the this is the real thing. <laughs> Pick a number, see what happens. Let us know how it goes. We're really curious. I'm more about sad it. you stayed up all night to have free Chick Fil A. Oh, don't be sad. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. That <laughs> it was it was amazing. Even considering it was it dropped into the twenties overnight that night, and I was in a tent in and, the parking lot of Chick Fil A. Who was your partner who made some real sweet images for you to we post had, online? We had this whole hashtag. Uh, this is my ever. Everest. Because the Everest movie had just come out. Because the Everest movie had just came out. And so Danae photoshopped, like, you know, (laughs) pictures from the Everest movie, but with Chick-fil-A at the peak and and that kind of stuff. (laughs) That was so clever. I I worked at Chick-fil-A through high school and college, so I've had enough for my entire life. (laughs) Do you still accidentally say my pleasure when people tell you thank you? Uh, No. (laughs) It took a minute, but no, I don't anymore. (laughs) Nicely done. All right, let's pause just for a second. Jonathan, are you still there? Didn't think so. I think my internet just went down. (sighs) Mine's connected. It might say it is. Okay. Oh, no, this is no internet. Yep. But the internet decided to do it for us. Where are your Wi-Fi powers now? Wi-Fi oh. lady. Uh, you know what? I was I was feeling the back of my thigh while we were recording. Cause As I, one does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing weird about that. I found, you know, one of those hairs that's about six inches long that just sort of grows on your body. You don't know about it. <laughs> and so I started fumbling around with this hair and I thought, oh, this is so long. I could just pull it out. As soon as I pulled that hair out, the Wi-Fi stopped. So mm. I'm pretty sure my 
powers that was are directly related to this massive you, hair you I just pulled your pulled Wi-Fi out. hair. I can't put it back in. <laughs> I already dropped it on the carpet. I have no way of wow. finding it. What do so, we do? Uh, pray. <laughs> <laughs> this is how doubt it plays a part. Doubt plays a part. Oh, I need to believe. Yeah, you need to believe. I just need to. I believe. I believe just Wi-Fi. Like, I believe like fairies, Wi-Fi. Like fairies, you, you clap. <laughs> Yeah, diddle doodle it's all no, kind of the same diddle and doodle are not the same it thing. is you diddle around you doodle around no like... you doodle a picture or a drawing <laughs> well it's come to mean that now and diddle but it comes from the different. same root no it doesn't yes it does no just because there's oodles and iddles doesn't mean oodles <laughs> <laughs> and iddles and doodles and diddles they're very different just you're over there diddling have... your doodle no i am not diddling a doodle <laughs> okay i'm gonna do a visualization ex- epi- uh, exercise okay I'm going to try to visualize our Wi-Fi working. Just like, you know, like there's a clot somewhere in the system and it's just going to mm. get blown right out. I'm feeling pretty good about my visualization. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's coming back on soon. All right. It's still not on. No. <laughs> okay. Now there's like this big giant that's like standing guard or something. And so we need to like, if it's a bad giant and he's standing on the internet line, he needs to like leave. And if it's a good giant, then he's guarding our line. And I can't tell the difference. I'm going to ask the unicorn to go intervene. Okay. 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 The unicorn just gorged the giant and okay. the abdomen. So I'm pretty sure it was, it was a bad yeah. giant. Oh, the giant just picked up the unicorn and just flung him up into the air. I mean, he's wounded, but he's mad now. Here's the etymology of the word doodle. Hey, listen, I am visualizing a very crazy battle about our Wi-Fi right now. Nope. The giant wants to know. Go ahead. <laughs> What are you singing? Are you making something up? (laughs) No. (laughs) Danae's under the table laughing. Wait, why is she under the table? Because she... Because I gave her an evil look because she tried to correct your pronunciation of the word GIF. Which oh, you sorry. Correctly. Is it GIF? No, you, pro- you pronounced it just fine, Jonathan. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing so hard. I'm sorry. It was just a really funny moment. I hate that word so uh, much. She, she did it to get under my skin. So, and it worked. And it worked. You, like, it your worked. anger flare was real. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 